From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground. Yep. To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. Check. Congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yes. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, here we are, seven minutes past the hour, and it's nasty. But every time I think about even daring to either complain about it or boo about it, you have to just think about what happened in Hurricane Ravage, Florida and the Carolinas to a lesser extent. But they got hit as well. And yes, we're getting a lot of rain. And I'm sure the usual low lying suspect areas are flooding. We were out and about quite a bit this weekend. And at different times when it was really nasty. And it's pretty nasty this morning, I have to say. Beat the heavy stuff, though. What, what's the expression? Uh, I don't think the heavy stuff is coming down for hours. Uh, we beat the heavy stuff. Because when I can hear it, here at Broadcast Center, above me, you know. You know it's hitting hard. So continue to please keep those in your thoughts and prayers that have lost so much. They've lost loved ones that can't be replaced. They've lost properties. You know, there are people, nobody's really talking about this, but parts of Fort Myers, for example, are now underwater. I mean, what do you do? You you can't, they can't reclaim even what they've lost, even if they have insurance. And many people there do not have insurance for a myriad of reasons. They can't afford it. They choose, they opt not to have it. But there are places literally gone. Now, it's one thing if your entire home was demolished and you had insurance and you had the really good insurance that would pay for full restoration, you rebuild. And if you have the contents insurance, you you quasi get made fairly whole. But there are people with no insurance. What are they going to do? And then there are people that their properties are underwater, possibly permanently. Where the Gulf of Mexico has just reclaimed it. One of the things that I don't think we think about a lot, and if we don't think about it a lot, we're not talking about it a lot. When you live on a barrier island, if, say, for example, the Down Beach, Ventnor, Margate, Longport, Brigantine, Atlantic City, if we got hit by a Category 4, and this is almost a Category 5, they say for some reason, uh, I, I think anything is still possible, they say we can't have a category five hurricane i I don't buy that we never have pray we never do but why they say it and i've read a lot about this because the carolinas typically get hit first then we get hit after because if you look at the way they peak out and we're kind of cut in that we can't get a cat five i don't I don't know if that's true or not. 
I would I would leave open that we could. But if we got hit dead smack with a Category 4, which even that they say is unlikely, but they don't go as far as with the Category 5, the, the down beach would be completely demolished. It's built up on a, on a barrier island. So, so many things going on right now. Still finding people. I want to say, fortunately, it looks like the Lee County Sheriff was off in his estimate because he said hundreds of people were dead. Right now, and now they may be because there's so much still unfolding. But right now, the confirmed number is 65 unless something has happened in the past hour or so. It's still terrible. But doesn't look like it will be in the hundreds, which is a good thing. The other thing to keep an eye on is the levees. They have to hold because, my goodness, if the levees don't hold, then... The amount of damage that will will unfold will be incalculable. On top of that, residents in Central Florida, and they're out there and they're they're fishing waders and boots and you can imagine bug spray and all because this is going to be terrible as time goes on. Crocodiles and all kinds of things. One person that I read, and his name is Gabriel, Gabriel Madling, quote, my home is close to underwater. Right now, I'm just going to sandbag as much as I can and hope and pray. Two hours later, his house still was not flooded, and he said he was retrieving more sandbags to now cover the backside of the house. Quote, we will see what happens. He was kayaking through three feet of water on his street. And he was delivering sandbags. Hoping to keep the water that was Two inches from entering his home. Can you imagine that? Two inches. Now, Ben Bertat, not as lucky, found four inches of water in his house by Lake Harney off North Jungle Street in the rural part of Seminole County, which is north of, of Orlando. He was kayaking. Only a day before he had no water. So he thought, think about it. He thought the worst was over and that he had been spared. But what's happening is waters are now flooding homes and streets that had been passable just a day or two before. So Central Florida is also getting it. And I've been doing a lot of reading about these levees. And if they don't hold, 
you know what happened in New Orleans. It was not going to be nearly as bad. And then the levees failed. And, and if you if you remember, I can't believe the levees. It, it was like Beaver put the put the levees in. Terrible. Now they're very, very good. No guarantee they can hold anything but very, very good. And this is also very good. Elon Musk is providing Florida with Starlink satellites. It's you know it's amazing, and this guy get of course he, when he went and said he was supporting Republicans, then all of his PR changed. The Democrat media trashes him, but he steps up all the time. He's just a just a private citizen, but he steps up all the time, and that's a big deal. Because the Starlink satellites are going to provide good coverage in southwest Florida and other affected areas where they have no Internet right now. And, you know, if you ever look, we lost the power and it's very rare. You don't hear me complain about it. Years ago, our our particular grid sucked. I mean, we lost power if you if you sneezed. One of you right now, achoo, I'm out. But they fortified it, they fixed it, and we hardly ever lose power. So you're not going to hear me complain, and you're especially not going to hear me complain when I know what happened to people in Florida and the Carolinas that have lost everything, some of them even their lives. So you think I'm going to complain because we were without electrical power from 1.15 to 2.30 p.m.? Look, it was an inconvenience. We had a couple of really cool people over uh, that were playing downstairs. We'll say a couple of teenagers. And they were having a blast. They didn't even care. They didn't even care. I had a combination of the Yankees on and the Eagles spying two different sporting contests at the same time. And all of a sudden, the power went out. But then about a second later, it tried to come back. So I thought, all right, we're going to keep it. And then gone. And when we went to report it, it was already reported. And this was an outage that affected 805 Atlantic City Electric customers. I never even bothered to check what happened. It said that the estimated time of restoration would be 3 p.m. So I thought, all right, well, we'll hear, you know, we'll probably join the Yankees game in the sixth inning and the Eagles in the fourth quarter. No, no complaint. And it wound up that the power came back on. I was very pleased at two thirty, So we caught the end of the first half and the whole second half. So no, not bad, not bad at all. And again, how do you complain? So we were without the power for an hour and 15 minutes. And you have people that have lost their homes and so much. So you have to keep it all in perspective. Just like you have to keep in perspective that the Eagles, yes, the Philadelphia Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. Oh, I guess when Charlie Kane and I made our picks, hmm, because there were some lunatics that didn't think we knew what we were talking about. Hmm, I wonder who those 
lunatics are. Fox News commentary. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, Governor Ron DeSantis issues a warning to those looking to take advantage. Get ready to applaud America's governor next. Businesses don't run on automation or algorithms alone. What powers businesses are your people and the people they serve. At Cintas, your dedicated service reps understand what you need to help you keep your employees feeling safe, comfortable, and performing their best. So your business can too. For workwear, essential cleaning products, first aid and safety supplies, and fire protection services, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. The aftermath of catastrophic weather events, some use a destruction, disarray, and instability to take advantage of stores, businesses, and homes, but not on Governor Ron DeSantis' watch. In a press conference, he made it very clear, you will not get away with looting in the state of Florida. DeSantis warned that law enforcement is on high alert and, for good measure, reminded folks that Florida is a Second Amendment state. The Lee County Sheriff echoed the governor, saying there will be zero tolerance for those looking to take advantage of others. You will be hunted down, and you will go to jail. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what leadership looks and sounds like. Imagine if that was a sentiment delivered during the Summer of Love 2020 riot season. No looting will be tolerated, no destruction, no violence. That would have been nice, right? Governor DeSantis has proven time and time again he is America's governor in Florida. You should be proud. I'm Tommy Laren. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back. It is 23 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Oh, Aaron Judge uh, has four games left. It, you know, it's been very exciting. And I guess at least now they were all there at Yankee Stadium, uh, all the Marist children. Roger Marist Jr., though, has been traveling everywhere. And I imagine he will travel to Texas. He's been outstanding. They have been outstanding. Aaron Judge, the way I look at it, he has about 20 at-bats or less. See, he leads off so many games he does get, and especially on the road. It's actually an advantage because if the Yankees are winning, he doesn't get to bat if he's coming up in the bottom of the ninth if they win the game and don't need their last at-bat if they win it with just eight at-bats and it. It's just the way the game is. No reason to bat. You win, the game's over. The other team got nine at-bats, and you scored more runs, you win. But he's got about, I'm guessing, because you won't get five probably every game. Although you, batting first, I mean, he he should get about that. So I'm I'm saying 20 at-bats or less. I'm also saying he will definitely do it. He's not going to bat... 20 times and not hit one. He's going He's going to get it. And what I was very pleased about, because it, it really is one of my doctrines, and I'm actually going to spend some time on this, not just on air, but off air, because if you can get a movement going, any of the Royd era records have to be set aside. Do a, do a, uh, a Ford Frick. Put an asterisk next to them. I've always said, look, they they were accumulated. The I think you have to account for them. But it's a matter of how do you account for them. And you don't account for them legitimately. And Roger Maris Jr. agrees. 
Right now, the record is 61, and it's held by Roger Maris 61 years ago and Aaron Judge 61 years later. You know, it was pretty cool. The other day, I guess it was Saturday, Roger Mar- I'm sorry, uh, Aaron Judge was at bat at exactly the minute. How crazy is that? The day and the minute that Roger Maris hit his 61st home run. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I keep saying I don't believe in coincidences, and there have been so many just tie-ins here. Number nine, Aaron Judge is number 99. 1961, Maris hit 61 home runs. Exactly 61 years later, Aaron Judge has now hit 61 home runs. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the baseball gods want it to be 61 each and for this not to get broken. I think it is going, I'm, I'm rather confident that it is going to be broken because Judge just doesn't go that long without hitting one. However, you, these circumstances are very unnatural. Very challenging. Incidentally, it may um, it may wind up costing Aaron Judge the triple crown. Going for sixty two might cost him the triple crown. What Minnesota is doing, and I really don't understand it, they're like a game and a half back now. Unless this other guy is hurt, they've been sitting this guy out. I've I've watched at least a couple of games lately where Minnesota is. I don't know what the guy's a rents or I don't know what his name is. A R whatever. Uh, never heard of him before. But right now, let me check this out. He was at 315 and Judge was at 312. Let's see if Judge, he struck out a couple of times. Let me see if he actually went down to 311. But if they don't play this other guy and they watch what Judge is doing, I mean, I, I have to tell you, that's a, I mean, maybe he's hurt. So I, I don't know for sure. I just know I've seen this guy, A-R-R-A-E-Z, uh, Ariz, Araz. Yeah, Judge went down to 311. So four points over four games is not that big a deal. You know, Judge has three for five, four for five, and this other guy goes 0 for four. You know, Judge is back in, in, in the pole position. But... That's a little bit of a gap. That That's the furthest it's been for several weeks now. But they're not playing this other guy, it seems. Let me see who... Uh, let me just check. Let me check the standings first. Phillies won a couple of games they had to win, finally. And they're, I think, a game and a half up. They now have a 96% chance of making the playoffs. This two-game winning streak was huge. Let's see... And Atlanta, Atlanta has just taken it to the Mets. Oh, where is Matt this morning? Somebody, somebody find Matt and remove all sharp objects. This, this is, um, this is an intervention. It's a crisis intervention uh, because the Mets had that first place all year. I don't know what it is about the Atlanta Braves, but they go bananas. At the end, they had a phenomenal stretch. So Atlanta has won 100 games. 
Something I'm not pleased about. It doesn't matter because the Yankees have sewed up their playoff position, but I really wanted them to win 100 games. The August swoon, and then, unfortunately, they just needed to win one more game against Baltimore. Two out of three should have been in the bag, but they only won one out of three. So now in order to win 100 games, there's uh, three days left of the regular season. The Yankees will play one game tonight, two games tomorrow, I think at 2.05 and at 8.05. And then they will play Wednesday night. I think Judge is going to get number 62 out of the way today. But the Yankees will need to win three out of four against Texas. Now, let me look at Texas for a second here. Yeah, they're they're Dunsville, 37 and a half games out of first place in the American League West. So they've got nothing. No, they have no playoffs to look forward to, to get ready for, to line up pitching for. So what's going to wind up happening, especially if Judge when he gets the 60-second home run. You know that Aaron Boone is going to rest people. you got to line your pitching up, have have uh, Garrett Cole ready to go for game one. Hey, they've done something with the order of these playoff games where, believe it or not, I think the Yankees, they get a bye in the first round. They actually can get by with two pitchers. It's really weird the way they've done it. But I have to say, you know, if the Yankees had won yesterday or the other night, they won the middle game, they would have been 98 and 60. And then I would have liked their chances to go two and two against Texas. It's tough to win three out of four in any series. And especially when you're not playing for anything. So right now you have the Astros with 104 wins and you have the Atlanta Braves with 100 and you have the Dodgers with 110. They've just been off the charts. They picked it up when the Yankees dropped off in August and the Dodgers went crazy. I still think it's it's the Yankees and the Dodgers. I've always felt that way since the first week of the season. I think that's still going to be the way that it is, and I think it'll it'll wind up being New York having to get by Houston, which has been a a tough task in recent years. So there's a lot a lot to go. Thirty three minutes past the hour, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Oh, let me take this opportunity as we go into the break because this is a great deal. If you're a golfer, if you're a duffer, the South Jersey golf card is now on sale. I've not seen a deal like this, especially golf courses have jacked their rates up. Uh, They're they're on such a roll right now. They're not doing events. Uh, They're doing weddings, but they're not doing many golf golf outings. They, they They went from the outhouse to the penthouse. And it'll flip again. That's why they better not get too cocky. But the South Jersey golf card, I haven't seen anything like this especially in the past couple of years, 
when golf during the pandemic, remember we talk about the pandemic was terrible to, to restaurants and things like that. Phenomenal to the game of golf. You can play seven fabulous courses for just $149. What a steal. Get your South Jersey golf card right now at SeizeTheDeal.com. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic City children are in danger. What will Laquetta and Marty Small do about it? It remains to be seen. They didn't do so much when it was their, their cousin. Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office does more than just arrest people. Read my story about that. And the Gateway Playhouse in Summers Point is just awesome. Peter and the Star Catcher. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Two days of miserable, disgusting, wet, windy weather, and we're barely halfway through Ian's Wrath. Coastal flooding becomes a huge concern today. High tide coming up this afternoon. It'll still be wet, windy, and miserably cool. Not as gusty as yesterday. High temperature only 53. Rain continues tonight, low of 50. Pockets of heavy rain tomorrow. High temperature around 53 degrees. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. It's uh, 40 minutes past the hour. All right. Well, this is not necessarily a movie recommendation. You know, I pull them out once in a while. I would say maybe on average once a month, something like that. I did watch yesterday. Actually, I started the night before and finished it yesterday. Uh, Netflix movie called Blonde. Blonde. It is the Marilyn Monroe story. Now, they take liberties. Uh, I think they're very upfront about it. I believe not not like they don't light it up before the movie begins. But I think they've been very upfront about the fact that they've taken liberties and not all of it uh, is completely accurate but what a disturbing movie i honestly i have to say i'm not gonna tell you not to watch it and maybe this this narrative i'll do because i know human nature will make people watch it more than they would have if i gave it uh, a glowing recommendation i can't recommend the movie because it is so deeply disturbing i mean everything from jfk is portrayed like a monster. I don't know if he was or he wasn't. But incredibly abusive to Marilyn Monroe in this movie. Disgusting. And a lot of other things. I mean, if if this is even remotely true, she had one of the saddest lives in history. Horrific. The movie is deeply disturbing. I probably have made the biggest recommendation I could ever make for a movie. Oh, my God, deeply disturbing. Where do I get some of that? Uh, it's it's real bad. I'm just telling you it's real bad. Uh, when I finished, Margie, I fell asleep. It was late on Saturday night. 
and we had had this amazing, amazing time at the Gateway Playhouse in Summers Point, which I have fallen in like with. And we wrote a piece about it a couple weeks ago, the Peter and the Starcatcher, and then I wrote kind of a review uh, of it uh, with basically no spoilers. But uh, the 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 play is so much fun. The cast is wonderful. They're in now. This I can recommend, and there are shows this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and there are tickets available. This I can recommend with 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 great enthusiasm. It was wonderful. So we got home, and next thing you know, I said, "All right, let's um couple movies I want to watch. Let's watch Blonde." Now I knew it was going to be bad because her life was tragic. But this, oh my gosh, this this thing is. I I I would have if if I knew how bad it was going to be, and when I say bad. I mean the content. If I knew how bad it was going to be, I probably still would have watched it. But I'm not 100% sure. Because when I finally got done, the mo- and it kept getting just worse and worse. But her life kept getting worse and worse. Regardless of success. Just so sad. In so many ways. So I finished the movie. And I said, hey, Margie. Because she was watching something else. In a different part of the house, I said, oh, my gosh, this movie is just so sad. It's terrible. And uh, I'm glad I watched it in a way. But uh, if I didn't watch it, I wouldn't have been upset either. Because it is it is a terrible movie. All right, I got I got people writing me left and right here. All right, I'm not going to comment on any of that right now. I will give you a piece of good news when we come back, though, because uh, I do like to slip in. There's so much bad news. Look, I know the old expression, if it bleeds, it leads. And remember, people say they don't want these kinds of things, but they really do. They want they want the gore. They want the bad. It's just it's human nature. I'm telling you, if you did, hey, I am your good news morning show. If I only said that I saw three puppies on my way in and I rescued a rabbit and two turtles and the squirrels are really kind of cute, aren't they? You know, when they fly around and and the birds and I mean, if I, you'd be throwing up. Stop it. Make it stop. Make this guy stop the good news show. Everybody says they want it, but they really don't. But I believe we need some. I mean, people would rather talk about Kamala Harris saying that we have this wonderful relationship with uh, North Korea, our wonderful strategic partner, North Korea, uh, or talk about Biden calling out three times for a woman that he should already have known was dead. You, I'm telling you, even though people say they don't want it, you, you'll you'll do much better. I mean, look at Tucker Carlson. Uh, I mean, he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic guy. But he does hyper negative every single night. And even when people say that's not what they want, it is what they want. Even if they won't admit it, it's what they want. But I do believe 
that you can put in, and I do it every day on purpose. I could literally do only hyper-negative, horrific stuff, sexual child assaulters and horrible people, and that I could do that in my sleep. But I work at it to try to bring a little bit of balance to this. And I'm going to share a good story when we come back. I think you'll agree. This is Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 51 minutes past the hour. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs with stores in Northfield, New Jersey at 900 Tilton Road and Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Roy, Scott, and their team are extraordinarily service-minded and they have creative solutions to fix your cell phones and tablets, batteries for your various power tools, cars, boats, motorcycles, golf carts, and other devices, performance batteries. They have what you need to get ready for the storm season, including generators and so much more. Could have used a generator yesterday for about an hour and a half. Shop local, shop batteries plus bulbs, and tell Roy and Scott that Harry Hurley in the morning sent you. If you need a new battery in your phone like I did a week or two ago, just go in. You don't have to call. Just go in. They had the battery I needed. Uh, I have the iPhone 11. It's the furthest I've ever been behind on the new technology because what they have now, the 14, right? Uh, But the phone is perfect. I own it free and clear. Margie's got the same phone. Uh, I wasn't happy with the battery performance. So instead of buying a whole new phone for what are they now? I don't even know, $1,200 because I get a lot of memory. And uh, I think it probably even is more than that, 1500 maybe. Uh, or I could do whatever this was, 100 bucks, something like that. Mention my name, you'll get a discount. They did it right while I waited. Uh, it was as simple as could be. Batteries plus bulbs. All right, I'm gonna, I have time for a good news story and then a hide- hideously, horrifically bad story. First, the good news. Jimmy Carter, the longest living United States president in history, celebrated his 98th birthday on Saturday with family and friends in his beloved Plains, Georgia. That's the tiny town where he and his wife, Rosalind, who's 95, were both born they were born in the years between World War I and the Great Depression. So really, they've seen it all. They've seen so much. And there's a remarkable, I think, I don't know, dichotomy, because Jimmy Carter was a terrible president. Just awful. However, Joe Biden is far worse. I never thought I'd see it. To be far worse than Jimmy Carter is is herculean you got to work at it to be that bad and don't worry biden does but the dichotomy is this though carter is a good man the carter center has done a lot of good work they've built a lot of homes they've done a lot of good stuff and he i mean 
he survived a cancer diagnosis in 2015. He had a serious fall in 2019. I mean, this guy, you know the movie with Bruce Willis, Unbreakable? This guy's unbreakable. So nothing but props. And his grandson, Jason Carter, said he's still 100% with it. But he did say even though daily life things are a lot harder now. Keep in mind, this guy in his 90s was pounding nails and building homes. I mean, he's phenomenal. Goes to show you, you can have a second act. His second act, much better. I really don't know what kind of governor he was of Georgia. I really don't know. But I do know he's a good man. Quote, he's looking at his 98th birthday with faith in God's plan for him. That's his son, Jason. Who is leading the Carter Center's board, and he described his grandfather as, quote, an outspoken Christian and said that there's just a beautiful blessing for all of us to know personally that he is at peace and happy where he has been and where he is going. Pretty cool. He was a one-term governor of Florida And he just ran this campaign. My name is Jimmy Carter and I'm running for president. Peanut farmer. Very, very little known. And he's surprised at the Iowa caucuses. And I'm always shocked at how, and I don't mind if they change that. Because these little tiny nothing, you know, electorally, I don't mean it in terms of substance or uh, how important they are in, in other areas. But I mean, just the size of the sampling to be so disproportionate to reality never made sense to me. I think they should rotate it, actually. Give everybody a shot at being first in the nation. Can you imagine? Because how you start in those things, unless you're lucky and you have the Democrat media look out for you, like with Bill Clinton, for example. He got like fourth place in New Hampshire, and they called him the comeback kid. Fourth place. My goodness. It's just crazy. But let me share with you, um, this was the bad news one. I wrote a post a day ago that I'm sick and tired of our divisive first president. When tragedy strikes, we help everyone involved. We don't pick anyone over anyone else ever hard stop but after all our vice president thinks we have a special relationship with north korea and what i mean by this you probably have heard about it but the democrat media they won't even cover it the vice president harris said that hurricane aid from hurricane ian will be based on equity and race and you know what she can go straight to you know where with that crap. Nobody gets favored. It's not based on equity. It's not based on race. It's based on helping every single American that's been hurt. 
what a disgrace this unqualified, unintelligent idiot is. And to think she's one heartbeat and we have a very unwell president and that and, and that he did this to the country. That that he ran and did it to the country and then gave us this person that even the Democrats can't stand. Go just look anywhere she's ever worked when she was attorney general in California. The turnover was massive. Look at the turnover as vice president of the United States. So I've run out of time in this segment. We're going to go to open forum now. But let me just say this in closing about it. She was approached over the weekend after saying this and has no comment now. But think about it. She was comfortable saying that Hurricane Ian aid will be based upon equity and race. What a racist thing to say. Remember, they are the racists, whether it was Joe Biden saying to Hispanics that you're known for breakfast tacos or Joe Biden saying that you can't go to one of these stores or gas stations, you know, without knowing how to talk like an Indian or something like that, using it as a slur, not Native American Indian. I mean, they are the racists and they lie about the other side. Open Forum begins. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Seven minutes past the hour, and we're going to go to your phone calls in a mere moment. I just have a quick community service announcement to make uh, that's timely, and I want to share it a couple of times, especially this half hour into the maybe early next hour as folks will be making their way to school and we have a uh, Ocean City announcement that we want to make. Uh, let me also share um, that phone lines are open right now for the whole hour at 609-407-1450. That's 609-407-1450. I hope you'll join us in open forum. John Devlin is going to join us from the Atlantic City Board of Education at um, 8.05. I guess it'll be 8.06. Let me get that precise. Uh, some unfortunate and disturbing news to to chew over, and we'll be doing that in the 8 o'clock hour and Mayor Charles Kane in the 9 o'clock hour. The Ocean City School District has confirmed that, quote, due to the projected tidal flooding, all schools will be dismissed early today. So the high school... Your children will be dismissed at 1240 p.m. Intermediate school, 1210 p.m. And the primary school, 130 p.m. So check that out. Just so that you're ready to uh, to plan accordingly. I was reading over the weekend, $9 trillion 
has been wiped away from world stocks in the third quarter. I'm wondering, is I mean, other than if they're just completely dishonest, which we know they, they are, and they're certainly capable of being incredibly dishonest, how could the third quarter have any growth? What growth was there in the third quarter? The Atlanta Fed, which is, I think, an honest broker, they had it at like two and a half, two point six percent going into the third quarter, and they kept on reducing it downward, downward, downward to about two weeks ago when it was, I don't know, I can't remember, like two tenths of one percent growth, three tenths of one percent growth, something like that. How could there be any growth? I, I think this is going to be the third straight quarter of negative GDP. Now, of course, we know two straight quarters of GDP in the entire history of the known universe was always a recession. But the Biden administration got away with change. Oh, no, no, it's not. We, we have other factors. Oh, really? Even though the last like 20 times in a row that we've had two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, it's automatically meant that you're in a recession. You think Trump could get away with saying, oh, no, 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 two, two negative quarters of GDP. No, we have special circumstances. You, how do you think that would fly? They've actually gotten away. Go read the coverage. I torture myself and I do it. Go read the coverage where they say that this no longer constitutes a recession because these liars who lie about lying say so. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good mo- it's Marianne from Upper Canada. Hey, Marianne. And North- hey, um, teacher from Northfield. Yeah. I just want to let your listeners know uh, tomorrow is Honor Flight of Southern New Jersey. We do have a shuttle from the Northfield uh, Community School is going up, taking four of our local veterans from Atlantic and Cape May County. We leave at 5 a.m. Um, from the parking lot on Mill Road that's across from the school playground. And we get back around 9.45 at night, so if any of your listeners want to come out and see the um, the guys and the lady, veteran off, or welcome them home, they're more than welcome to join us and the students that will be out there. I know we get to do this every single year, and I look forward to it. This is a full day, huh? Yeah, I'm picking my first veteran up at 4.30 in Upper Township and carpooling them up to Northfield, and by the time we all get home, it's almost 11 o'clock. So, it's a long day. Pray for good weather in D.C. Yes, ma'am. Be well. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Thank you, Marianne. Isn't that beautiful work? I think that's fantastic. It is uh, approaching 12 minutes past the hour. Now, a friend of mine in another part of the country just wrote, wow, she said help would be based on people of color. Uh, incredibly injects race. This is about helping all people. I'm just writing that we led with this. You, you can't you can't hear that if you're a normal person and not be incensed by it. How could this fool think that you can say something like that? Then, like they always do. They don't say anything else. It's just say it's like I never said it. Leave me alone. You come and ask me about it. I just don't answer. I mean, it's just so predictable. Peter Ducey will will talk to that 
incredible Kareem Jean-Pierre and say, um, do you think this was appropriate for the vice president to say that at a time where so many people are hurt, that Hurricane Ian funding assistance is going to be based upon equity and race? Uh, what do you have to say about that? Uh, and you know what she'll say. You're taking her out of context. That's not what she said. I mean, this woman lies from that podium like it's her job. But then again, I guess we're on to something there. I guess it is her job. All right, we've located Matt. He's, he's safe. He is well. There was no need to hide all of the sharp objects. He's handling what the Atlanta Braves are doing to the Mets with, as, as, as a big boy. He's handling it well. Matt, I want to get you on quick because I'm concerned. Is everything okay? Uh, yeah, boss. I'm, uh, I'm conflicted, I tell you. Uh, <laughs> on a serious note, it is cruel, though, because the Mets held that spot basically the entire season. And as you know, there's a big difference between getting a bye and having home games in the next round as opposed to these crazy play-in games that I I don't even know. I don't even know if it's worth it. Uh, you play 162 games, and they have these goofy one-game death matches, Vulcan death matches, to see if you get to play a series. Uh, look, it's the math. I mean, it's not over. There's four games left, but four games left and being two back, not good. Yeah, well. They messed up. They got swept. Well, we swept the Braves when they were up here in New York, but then we go down there and drop all three games. It's just terrible. But I, I, I was conflicted because I'm watching the Giants beat Chicago on one TV. Yeah. I was at a local establishment. But I want to say something about the ACPD before I get off. Okay. Um, I was at a local establishment that I frequent, and I happen to be very fond of both of the owners, and uh, so I go there a lot. It's like my living room. But... um. I'm watching the Mets lose on one TV and the Giants beating Chicago with no quarterbacks. Saquon Barkley's taking snap from center. <laughs> we had both our quarterbacks went down yesterday. All right? Yeah. So I'm I'm conflicted. I'm looking. I'm like, what the, what the Sam hell's going on here? Anyway, I want to say something about the ACPD before I get off with you real quick. Yeah. I'm on Wellington Avenue down there where, where I go. And uh, my my favorite establishment, and um, you know how that floods. Oh yeah, the storms, right? Ter- terrible, of course. Yeah, ba- like badly so. Yeah, the bay was definitely over Wellington in the mile stretch. Uh, it kept coming up and up and up and up. And I'm sitting at the bar there, and there's a family next to me at this uh, high top table. It's a mom and dad, and their two daughters. I guess they're about maybe 12 and 15. They're having lunch. And I'm looking out the, out the uh, window, and I see this this big black guy. He's a Atlantic City police officer. And he's pushing these big PVC barricades through the water. It's like three feet high now, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking, and the girl said to me, their their girl said, Hey, can we go say hi to him? I said, yeah, come on out. We'll go out in the front porch, you know, and we got down two steps. He couldn't go down to my father. It was flooded. And they were waving at him and saying, thank you, thank you, sir. 
he was in his waders, and they're not Atlantic City PD waders. It looked like they were his own. And he's pushing these big barricades, and he's a sergeant, okay? And he's giving directions to the other police officers, just block that road, stand by the car, don't let anybody by. Because people didn't know. They were trying to drive through that. Uh, yeah, I know, actually, my own sister, and I know other people that were in the midst of that. It was terrible, and you had to go back. You couldn't get through. You had to actually go back and then get on the expressway to get back in. Uh, it was very bad, it, it, no no doubt about it. And uh, it's going to be bad for a couple more days. Yeah, but, Harry, the best thing was I went out with there with these two little girls. I didn't know them. They were just people sitting next to me. And they were, and all of a sudden they turned around. The entire bar was out there, giving the guy an applause and filling him. Well, I, I love it because that you know, I I guess you could say that kind of thing goes with the job. But police officers do so many things that are above and beyond the call of duty. Because who else is going to do it if they don't do it? Who was going to be out there doing what that police sergeant that you described what he did? So that's why I've always got law enforcement's back. They do a great job. Well, maybe John Devlin, when he comes on, with you knows who he is. I, I didn't get his name because it was too windy and it was nasty, but everybody was out there filming him. I think some people are going to go to City Hall and ask him to get a bonus for that or something. I, I do believe. There's had to be 30 people out there clapping for him. It's awesome. You know, just trying to help, you know. Just, just motivating him, giving him recognition. Matt, that's a great story. It's 18 minutes past the hour. Let me get the break in until we meet again. 609-407-1450. If you want to get on, now is the best time you could possibly do it. The phone lines, and it's never the case. The phone lines are completely open. 609-407-1450. Here's Sean Hannity, and we'll be right back after Sean and our time out here on the Hurley in the Morning program. Don't go away. 609 609- Four zero seven fourteen fifty. We have some open phone lines. Hope you'll take advantage. In wide open forum. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. I don't have a lot of good economic news of anything. Things have gotten worse. The guy that is the only Democrat that's really calling this out is Lawrence Summers, former Treasury Secretary under Obama. And he's saying the risk in the global markets is reminiscent to the conditions seen in 2007 ahead of the Great Recession. Now, we already are officially in a recession. Now, Summers detailed the concerns one day after the Bank of England was forced to intervene to stabilize the U.K.'s cratering economy. He says, I I certainly think that we're living through a period of elevated risk. Earthquakes don't come all of a sudden. There usually are tremors first. And most of the time, when there are tremors, they're just tremors and it goes away. But not 100% of the time. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Hey, do you want to improve your shooting? Of course you do. Now you're going to love Mantis X. Now they have improved my shooting dramatically. It is a must-have for every responsible gun owner. Now the Mantis X is a high-tech but simple-to-use system used extensively, by the way, by the military. And it improves your shooting quickly and will give you the confidence in your ability to protect what you love. Now here's how it works. You attach the Mantis X to your firearm. You connect with an app on your smartphone or tablet or Bluetooth. 
It gives instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct your technique. Now, the Mantis X is like a firearms instructor right in your pocket. And 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. And Mantis X is the best way to train at home. No driving to the range, no spending money on range fees and ammo. You're going to save a ton of money and improve your shooting. So start improving today. Just go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back to Hurley in the Morning, 25 minutes past the hour, taking your phone calls this entire hour at 609-407-1450. Those getting ready to go into school to the Ocean City Public Schools uh, be guided accordingly that the Ocean City Public Schools District has confirmed that due to the projected tidal flooding, all schools will be dismissed early today. The high school, 1240 p.m., early dismissal. Intermediate school, earliest of them all, 1210 p.m., primary school, 130 p.m. And I'm sure that's because of arrival times and also because of the bus schedule. Um, I was over there about a week ago when school was letting out. And, boy, they have a, um, they have a very organized, well-run transportation department. It was amazing how great they um they move the kids safely uh and i have to say another thing and then we'll get your calls back on 609-407-1450 the ocean city police department and if any of you are listening right now and i hope you are you will prove that you have fabulous taste in morning talk shows you are all fantastic i i i always whenever i'm picking up noah i always will whether it was at EHT or wherever, I'm always early. That's that's name of my game because I can I can just work in the car and do stuff. So I had this opportunity last week to watch uh, the Ocean City Police in action. They're fantastic. Not that I'm surprised. Just reporting. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifteen open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. <clears throat> we do have excellent taste. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, you know, also, I'm watching um, uh, uh, <clears throat> Vice President Harris when she was at the DMZ, and she's looking through the binoculars and thinking about she's going to speak, and all she got, she's going, okay, south, not north, south, south Korea, not north. But she blew it and said north. But you know what? I think she really would like to have an alliance with them because she loves the way they live. They live under the thumb of the government. So I think right because she wouldn't have to live that way. She could treat you that way. Look, everything about them they get wrong. They get everything wrong. People that are in wheelchairs, they tell them to stand. People that are dead, they they call them out that they're alive. Hey, oh no, no, she's not going to be here. I mean, is she here? No, no, she she just said she's not going to be here. I mean, they they just. They're out to lunch, Andrea. And think about it. Obama started it. Obama uh, and oh, Biden, I was going to say, and Biden wants to finish it. They give Iran billions of dollars when Iran was on its knees and broke as a joke. They want to keep giving Iran money. Look how they look how they talk about if you are a Trump Republican. Look how they talk about you. And they don't have a bad word to say about China that infected us and the world with this COVID-19 that has wrecked and ruined lives and families and, 
intergenerational businesses, you name it. Uh, they have nothing bad to say about Iran. They have nothing bad to say about Russia. But they'll trash Americans. They're sick. Well, not only that, what's really sick is 90% of Jews that will vote Democrat when even Chuck Schumer would not be allowed to speak at Berkeley. No, if you're, you're, you're pro-Israel, you're Jewish, you are not allowed. Even the law, the, who runs the law offices there is Jewish. He can't even speak at, at his own university. So, I mean, really, you talk about cognitive dis- dissidentary. Thanks for the time. Bye-bye. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. 609-407-1450. You can jump right in and we'll get you right on after the break. We're approaching 30 minutes past the hour. John Devlin will join us right after the top of the hour news break. And we're going to talk about some unfortunately disturbing things at the Atlantic City Public School System. Just wondering, you just wonder who's in charge. I know the name of the person, but you just have to wonder who's in charge and what are they doing? Because their priorities always seem to be all mixed up. In other words, things that aren't that important are very important to them, like hiring their friends and family. And, you know, the big joke in Atlantic City right now is they've hired all their friends and family. So now they're hiring ex-wives. I mean, it's it's out of control. It, it's It's so absurd. But it seems as though the more serious the problem, the less the less attention it gets. After John Devlin, we'll be visiting today in the 9 o'clock hour with Mayor Charles Kane. And you know we're going to begin with the only undefeated team in the NFL. How about that? There's only one team after four weeks undefeated. The 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Looks like Mayor Kane and I knew what we were talking about when we kept running off in our yearly picks. Eh, Eagles are going to win this one. Eagles are going to win that one. Hey, look, they got real good during the offseason. Jalen Hurts is a much better quarterback. They have improved the, the the receiving core tremendously. I mean, my goodness, look look what they have. They may have the top tight end in the league and two of the best receivers in the league. I mean... It's true. Their offensive line, they got a little dinged up. Bob Progner and I, we were writing back and forth. And I said, this is turning into a body bag game. I mean, people were going down like crazy. Didn't like that cheap shot on the kicker. No no telling how he's going to do over time. But they're 4-0. And then what is next week? Uh, I have my sheet ready to go when Charles arrives, but I'm pretty sure it's the Arizona Cardinals. And it's another tough game. Jacksonville was a tough opponent. And it was terrible. I mean, they both had to play in it, but terrible weather. All right, if you want to jump in, now's a good time. 609-407-1450 and open phone line. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic City children are in danger. What will Laquetta and Marty Small do about it? Remains to be seen. 
The Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office does more than just arrest people. Check out the uh, column that I wrote about them. And the Gateway Playhouse in Summers Point is fantastic. Peter and the Star Catcher this upcoming weekend. It continues. Also tremendous. From the Towns for New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. After a weekend filled with sloppy, disgusting weather, we have two or three days of sloppy, disgusting weather. There's a chance we catch some breaks in the rain and wind today. At least it won't be as heavy and steady as yesterday. Still not a very nice day. High temperature only 53. Rain continues tonight and tomorrow. Some pockets of heavy stuff. High 53. Scattered showers finally exit the coast on Wednesday. High pops to 60. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Hey, Ma, roof's leaking. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Great one. 38 minutes past the hour. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. Well, you know what? I think we should actually do two things with my good friend Bob Progner. We should order of priorities. We should debrief. Hurricane Ian, because Bob happens to uh, not only own property, but also possess a lot of knowledge about everything that's going on. And, and there's just a lot still. Uh, it's The unrest is is palpable because people that thought they weren't getting any water have taken on water now over the past uh, day or more. And it's just if those levees don't hold, then all bets are off. Let's get a report on that first, and then we'll go, of course, to our undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, 4-0, the only undefeated team in the league, and perhaps I'll put Bob in our company, Charles and I, the only people on the planet uh, that had correctly picked that the Eagles would, in fact, be 4-0. And look, I have them winning next week, and then I have them beating Dallas I mean, this goes on for a while. I don't, I don't have them losing until Houston. And at the rate they're playing, they, they should beat them as well. I mean, you got to lose at some point, unless you're Miami, uh, 1972. But anyhow, Bob, let's talk uh, Hurricane Ian first. Um, share some thoughts. Well, Harry, I, I finally got in touch with, with my friend who, uh, who was riding out the storm in my house in Boca Grande. And, and you know, the, the eye actually passed over Boca Grande. Uh, we were so fortunate. The, we got the clean part of the eye. Uh, otherwise, another 10 miles north, and we would have been a duplicate of Sanibel Island. So we were super fortunate. Now, uh, my friend's been working, uh, helping people in need there for the last few days. He's, he's a, he's a fanatic, uh, fan, Tampa Bay Bucks fan. He gave up his seats yesterday. Uh, the, the real tragedy that, that is going on now, these levees in very, the very southern part of Sarasota County, uh, the, the flooding that's taking place, I mean, is in Northport, which uh, is, you know, it's those people there really can't afford to, to get blown away with, with floodwaters like this. These, these A lot of these are, are working, you know, working people that live in Northport and... Um, yeah, it's just a tragedy. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they're getting, they're getting some big, big water inundation. If those, 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 some, I think some of those levees have broken. You can't, 
you can't i-75 is shut down uh in in a lot of areas in sarasota county and and, uh, and, and Bob, Bob, it is true. The Gulf of Mexico has swallowed up parts of Fort Myers, for example, that that there are parts that are gone forever. Correct. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 what, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know who has the answer to this. If you own a property now, if you have insurance, that's one thing. But as you know, many people don't have flood insurance in Florida. I don't know if it's the expense or what it is, but a lot of people don't have it. If you if your property is gone and the land that your property sat on is also gone, how do you get made whole? Oh, you don't, Harry. Uh, That's long and short of it. I mean, you know, and you're right. Flood insurance, you see, it's based on a formula. If you're built up to the FEMA flood elevation, it's relatively affordable. Now, the FEMA flood elevation is elevation 12 where I am. Uh, and it's it's relatively affordable, but if you have an older home, and you know years, I mean there are a lot of older homes, and and I'm I'm not talking fifty years old, like you know thirty years old, or you know, but anyway, if you have an older home that's way below that FEMA flood elevation, the formula for your flood insurance is just out of sight. It's so expensive. It a mm-hmm. lot of people make make the correct choice. I know it's not the correct choice now for those that got clobbered, but you know you 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 do the uh, you know the actuarial numbers, and it it makes sense not to get the flood insurance. So, you know, I mean, I I know Kirk Conover is probably going to beat me up for for saying that, but if you if you amortize it out and and you you it, it, the numbers don't make sense in a lot of instances. You know, and it, it's a tragedy for the people that lost everything. Absolutely, but uh, the, the, the truth is now, I've got a Bayfront property in Sarasota. It had an ancient seawall when we bought that property, right? An ancient seawall. Uh, what happens is, if if your seawall gets destroyed by one of these big hurricanes. And you, let's say, you lose half of all your ground goes into the bay. Guess what? You can't put it back there. You can't bring fill in and put it back. Wow. So if you lose half your property, I guess you know you, you, you're, the footprint of your lot just got got you know reduced by fifty percent. Do they revalue your property at that point? I would. I would think they. they uh, I just wanted to hear something that makes sense in this bizarro world that we live in. If you were going to say, no, no, it's still the same valuation, just half the size. You know, I was going to just pass out in my chair. I mean, I have to at that point say, you, this is the new lot size. So obviously, it would not be valued at the same at the same price. But I don't, I don't believe anything anymore, Bob. We're we are living no, they, in such a a sick time. Well, Florida is pretty fair. They they revalue yeah. properties every year, actually. But you know, I just want to talk about this this heartless ideologue, Kamala Harris, or as Tr- Tucker appropriately mispronounces her name, Carmela Harris. You know, I, I, you know, <laughs> but it's not that's not the only name. He he says other names too. It's just he's all over the place with her. But, but see, he got all this grief because you know it was. 
Camella, you know, they, they, they were they were giving Tucker all his grief because he wasn't pronouncing her. Right, right. And of course, that qualifies to make him a racist. Right. You understand, right? Oh, of yes. course. Yeah, of course. But, but but she's not a racist for saying that Hurricane Ian flooding will be doled out by equity and race. She's not a racist, though. You know, she's a heartless ideologue, and and when you're a heartless ideologue, you you can you can you you engage in the worst possible behavior. The the Stalinist Russians, you know, they they killed millions of people. The Nazis killed millions of innocent people. The communist Chinese, the same thing. You know, heartless, heartless ideologues, and and that's what she is. She just is, and and she she can just get away with all this blatant racism. I mean, you saw that interview I called you about in in Placida in that trailer park last week on Tucker's yes. show. That poor woman, Claudia. Yep. Is she going to go to the back of the line, get no aid or very little aid because she's white? Is is that what? what carmela harris is advocating well i, I mean that's so. what she said she said equity and race i mean so that 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 you know what that means yeah but they but it can't go like that she's just such a jackass that she makes these racist statements and we got to start i'm i'm one of the few that is willing to do it tucker does it i'm sure sean does it and a few more we have to call them the racist that they are exactly exactly correct you know, and, and look, and, and this behavior that is tolerated in these big cities, uh, well, what is that? What is all this violence that is that is being perpetrated in these big cities? I mean, th- this, you know, th- this is a form of hate uh, and, and innocent people getting their lives ruined. And, and you know, it, it, I mean, yeah, we, we just need to start fighting back and... and and not tolerating this crap anymore. Yeah, I mean, there was a reason why this all started to happen with great regularity, because these these Soros-like socialist Democrats that Biden and Schumer and Pelosi and the rest of them, Kamala Harris, all of them signed on to, uh, they they don't treat crime as crime anymore. So then people are emboldened to commit and in, and heighten the types of crimes that they commit. And and look at the difference. There was an example the other day of someone that the FBI has no interest in at all, but of course they had great interest in in, in, in interest in the McCluskeys uh, who were just defending their their homes themselves from people who busted down the gate, broke into their private community. No interest in those criminals at all. None of them charged, but the McCluskeys get charged, and actually it's it's outrageous. But I know why they did it. They actually have criminal records right now. How about that? How sick is That's that? Horrible. That, and you have all these criminals that have no records, and they just keep getting let go, catch and release. You know, Harry, it, it, you, you worry about the cognitive dissonance that, that you've talking about so many times. It's plain in sight. We see what, what the problem is. Yet people... It just amazes me. Lawrence Jones of Fox News had a panel on Saturday night. And he had a couple Republicans, a couple Democrats in Ohio and Toledo. And he had a couple independents. Now, the independents were a husband and wife team. They called themselves independents. 
but but they were lying. They were lying. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Bob, do me a favor. I've got to get this hard break in, but I invite you, if your schedule permits, to come back in right at nine oh five, nine oh six, and we'll talk some Eagles with Mayor Kane. Are you available? All right, Harry. You yep, absolutely. Good. Let's do it All then. Right, yep. See you, my friend. I didn't want to cut you short, Bob. I've just got to go, and we're going to have time to get in one more call right after the break. And it will be you if you hang in there for just a little bit. This is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. All because of you. We know it and we thank you for it. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 55 minutes past the hour. Joining us right after the top of the hour break, John Devlin will be talking about, uh, there's a lot of questions. I've been getting calls all weekend from Atlantic City Public School staff members, from parents. I mean, they want to know, is this school safe? You have the Cayenne Frazier situation and a lack of sense of urgency by Laquetta and Marty Small. They have people just infuriated uh, with their lack of um, sense of priorities. And then, of course, you have the story that we broke on Friday involving a teacher, and people want to know, is the school safe? Are the Atlantic City public schools, are the kids being protected? Is the school safe? What's going on? Atlantic City Board of Education member John Devlin is going to join us in just a little bit. You are on the air right now, though. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Hi there. Uh, good morning, Harry. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I had talked to Bob a couple of times over the weekend. He had sent me some videos, and boy, I'll tell you, he, he dodged a bullet oh. down there. It's You know, it's like the Maxwell Smart missed it by that much, you know, kind of thing. And wasn't supposed to be. He was supposed, just like we were supposed to get completely demolished by Superstorm Sandy. And at the last second, it just changed its path. They had the same thing happen there. It was supposed to demolish Tampa. And instead, it hit uh, Lee County. Just, um, you know, act of God. Yeah. And what does Carmela, Kamala... Uh, do um, panders to uh, the base, uh, makes it about race, and uh, makes that the focus. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, guys had talked about the the crime. Um, would you say that the crime rate in this country, Harry, would be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, existential threat to this country? Yes. Yeah, I mean, okay. at the human resource level, yes, I, I believe inflation and Bidenomics can also destroy the country. But, yeah, at the human resource level, uh, the violence, the crime in this country is, is an, in, an incalculable threat. OK, so it's it's definitely in the top three, if not the top five. OK, well, actually, so, I, I think inflation is one and the violent crime is two. I, I think it's in the top two. There you go. Yeah. So now, you know, you look at who is committing most of the crime in this country. Is it is it racist to 
about the FBI's own statistics. This is our government's own statistics that 50 percent of the crime in this country is committed by young black men. I mean, Seth Grossman talks about this all the time. And you looked at that Wawa video from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Every single, and they weren't just men in this case, there were girls too. So you have a population, 13% total, black Americans. If you, if, you, if you chop that down and get to young black men, what are you dealing with? Three, 4% of the population? that are committing 50% of the crimes in this country. And let's make no mistake, most of the crimes being perpetrated against other blacks. Yeah, and and what you get for saying that, though, is you will be called a racist. And I don't care because that word has no meaning anymore because it's been overused. So if everything is racist, then nothing is racist. You know, it's a joke. It's a fact. We know this. It's it's then call call Biden a racist. Call the FBI racist. These are their statistics. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, the Democrats are the party of the KKK. They're the racists. They're the ones. And it is Solinsky's rules for radicals. They flip it on you. The people who aren't racist get called racist. The people who are call the other people what they are. I mean, it's just it's absolutely crazy. And then we have a vice president who was comfortable saying that. Hurricane aid will be based upon equity and race. That is sick. Andy, have a great day. John Devlin from the Atlantic City Board of Education joins us next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. It is six minutes past the hour. On the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker Hotline is John Devlin, Atlantic City police officer, retired, current member, longtime member, almost two decades, I think. He's at 19-plus years, member of the Atlantic City Board of Education, uh, many of those years as the president of the Board of Education and the immediate past chairman of the Atlantic County Municipal Utilities Authority. It's kind of interesting. There's, a, there's a, I believe, a connection between all these things that are going on within the city of Atlantic City and also the Atlantic City Public Schools. Uh, John Devlin, as a, a board member, and I'm trying to think chronology-wise, John will know for sure part of this started when, when John was the president of the board. Uh, it was a real priority for John to get to the bottom of the Cayenne Frazier situation. I give him a profile in courage because the um, Marty Small is extremely retaliatory according to everybody that I talk to. I mean, ask to ask anybody, ask George Tibbet, his council president. He could tell you uh, anybody uh, in Atlantic City can tell you. Uh, John Devlin can tell you. Uh, so John and we interviewed John on this program. I've written many articles about this. And we wrote that if you don't fix something like this, it's going to happen again. And John, here we are. 
Last Friday, I broke first the news of an Atlantic City High School teacher being arrested by the Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office, charged with serious criminal offenses involving endangering the welfare of a child, criminal sexual contact, and official misconduct. And lo and behold, here we go again. And people are asking me all weekend, John, and I, you know, they like I have the answer. And I say, how can I answer that? I said, I'm the one writing and speaking on air that I don't think uh, that they prioritize things correctly. Marty at the city level uh, or Laquetta Small at the school board level, I think, or the board of education level. She's ex officio member of all board committees, but not and a member, non-voting member of the board, but not uh, an elected member of the board. But I'm not I have no confidence at all that they've fixed anything from the Cayenne Frazier era to where we are today. So I understand that, you know, there's a personnel issue here and all of that. But there, at, at the global level, John, there's a serious problem here. Good morning, Harry. Yes, I agree with you. Um, I was disturbed as well as everyone else once I read that article. Um, well, first and foremost, uh, you know, one thing I've always preached as a, you know, as president, as a board member, and beyond is transparency, keeping your folks informed, keeping your staff informed. Obviously, it's a personnel matter, and you can't really speak on that publicly right now. However, um, you know, I never received a phone call as a board member, a longstanding board member um, for the Board of Education Atlantic City of heads up, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is going to go down. I got to hear it from um, sources like you. Um, and, and same with teachers and 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 students and chair and, and parents. So my phone has been blown up, but yet it's remained silent. Uh, the superintendent has my number, um, uh, you know. But again, then let me ask you this: This is very important because maybe the prosecutor's office, who knows, doesn't trust. I don't speak for them. Doesn't trust Laquetta Small and and just did their job, and she didn't know that it was going to happen. However. She certainly knew it was going to happen at the moment that I broke the story that it happened. And then a short while later, the Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office put out a press release and then the world knew. And here's my question to you. Since this has become a matter of public record, have you received a communication from Laquetta Small to you as a board member? Zero communication from the administrators office zero communications from the superintendent um you know i I like to use some of your words it's it's like bizarre world um you know unfortunately a situation has happened we don't know the depths i mean everybody's guilty and i mean uh innocent until proven guilty but still in all you should we are advocates of the community as board members we're elected officials we go through a whole election process we should be informed so i I mean here's here's what i want to share with our audience if you if you're going to fix a problem you have to acknowledge that there's a problem and let's just say that marty and laquetta small were not let's say they were not spectacular in how they handled the cayenne frazier situation and we'll get into that in a little bit the moment that this was a matter of public record and I say this as a as a broadcaster, a member of the media, a two term board member, school board member myself, your subordinate has I mean, she should be written up. She has a duty to inform her superior. She's your subordinate, Laquetta Small. You don't work for her. I know these smalls think that they're they're king and queen or something, but she works for you guys. You don't work for her. 
And it's just crazy. The first thing she should have done was to say, look, this has just been brought to my attention. We have a teacher that has been charged with some serious criminal offenses, endangering the welfare of a child, criminal sexual contact, official misconduct, that this took place, you know, in the parking lot of Atlantic City High School. We need you to know about this. And there already should be a special board meeting that should be scheduled. There's no sense of urgency for important matters, John. Nothing. And, um, you know, I'm going to take you back a little bit of time. I know you covered this in your stories, Harry. But when the whole Frazier matter happened, once again, same situation, no transparency. Um, we find out about it through a third party. Uh, we bring it to the attention that we did. I did my due diligence. I went to the board solicitor. I went to the superintendent. Nobody knows what it was. Ta- I was talking about. We had a special meeting. And one of the things we said in that special meeting is like, listen, not only we want to make sure everybody was taken care of, make sure the victim was, had the care he needed, make sure there's no other victims out there. But we also said, how do we, we sit, let's sit down and how do we stop this from happening in the future? What policies and protocol and procedures that we can put together so we don't have a tragedy like this again, or we don't have a monster in our community doing this to our children again. Since then, nothing has changed. There's no policy. There's no procedure. We didn't, they want to act like it didn't happen and they did everything right, where we all know that's not the truth. So, you know, and, and, and by the way, we cannot ignore the fact that Kyan Frazier is the Small's cousin. Uh, this cousin lived with them for a period of time. Allegations that they deny, and they've denied it from the beginning about things that, that some are saying happened in their home. They say it did not happen in their home, that it happened in his home. Uh, one thing we do know that's not ambiguous is that in February of 2021, Kyan Frazier pled guilty to one count of child exploitation involving sexual abuse and child pornography, and he was sentenced to 20 years plus one month in federal prison. That we know. We also know there's a very disturbing 75-page FBI report that um, I have in my possession that also uh, has some very disturbing information in it. I remember at the time, John, and those just joining us, John Devlin, longtime Atlantic City Board of Education member, is joining us this hour. I remember at the time there was significant outcry from the public because the Smalls were perceived as really not being helpful in addressing this disturbing issue involving Frazier. And unimaginably, he went from his employment as a substitute teacher within the Atlantic City public school system somehow obtaining employment with the state of New Jersey in a role that continued to give him direct access to children. This, with any level of attention to detail, this should have been impossible to have taken place. And in my estimation, John, it could only have taken place on purpose because this is somebody that should have been completely ineligible for rehire. And then, of course, how wouldn't the state? Hey, we're getting ready to hire this Kyan Frazier. He last worked with you guys. What can you tell us? You get what I'm saying, John? I get what you're saying. I'm, you're making me relive exactly what happened a few years back. Absolutely, and it it also tweaks my brain and and makes me want to think how, what resources, who vouched for him, who wrote, who's his references to get that position. That's scary, you know. The I mean, shouldn't one phone call over from the state? to the Atlantic City uh, District Office, whatever they call call it, human resources, personnel, shouldn't that have made it impossible 
for him to have gotten the state position? Yeah, you would think so. In reality, in reality, it should. That's the way it should have happened. Absolutely, you are uh, at that point fired. I don't even think he was fired, and I think that was the issue there. He wasn't terminated. He was asked not to come back. Well, okay, this is John. This is very important because in my earlier report, uh, Laquetta Small says that she found out that Cayenne Frazier had this inappropriate relationship with minor child number one, and that is how this child, and it's how it should be, that is how this child is listed in the FBI reporting. Uh, Laquetta says she found out that Frazier had inappropriate conduct when she found out that minor child number one had stayed over night at Frazier's home. Am, Am I right when I say that, or do you have a different interpretation of this and this is important because i've always given her the benefit of the doubt that he that she actually fired him for inappropriate conduct now they obviously didn't do a great job uh so that he could get just rehired by the state lickety split i don't even know if the guy missed a paycheck but did she fire him or what did he just not come back um, Harry, I, I would like to give you a definite answer on that. The problem is we did a, you know, a private investigation. We had a, a outside attorney come in and unfortunately there was no cooperation. And guess what? The school district stiffed the company, stiffed the law firm, and we haven't got all the answers that we asked for. So I can't give you a definite answer. My understanding was that he was not fired, that he was let go. He was working for a, um, a outside company, uh, employment company, and basically he was told, we're, we're good, don't bring them back, that kind of thing. All right, let me get this break in. We're going to follow up on this because I, I want to get a definitive because my reporting, and I went back to it, I went back to my reporting of 2021 on this, and I was given the information that Laquetta Small had found out that her cousin had an inappropriate relationship, that this child, minor child number one, stayed overnight at her cousin's home, and that he was fired. So there's a big difference between firing somebody that you know had an inappropriate conduct and contact with a young student, very young student, and just saying, not calling him ever again to be a substitute teacher. I mean, you could do that to any substitute teacher. You just don't call them. And then then essentially they're gone because they don't get any work. Uh, if he wasn't fired with what they came to know, because I believe there's documentation uh, to support what I said here that Laquetta says that she did. She wants credit for having done the right thing, even with her own cousin. So if that was the right thing and she did the right thing and I would submit it is the right thing to do. And if she did it, I gave her credit for that then how did this guy get hired by the state? There's, and then, then, of course, you have an investigation that these animals short-circuit so that you can't get to the truth. I think there has to, John, I think there needs to be a reinvestigation of the investigation that got short-circuited. Got to put the heat on, and parents are going to have to put the heat on. Because now, and it's my understanding, I'm not going to go any further than this, 
it's not going to end with just this one. It's all that I'm going to say based on numerous contacts that I have on the subject matter. So this isn't over yet. And what is the Atlantic City Board of Education, John, going to do about it with John Devlin? Because you know they're not doing anything about it. They haven't since Kayanne Frazier. John, before I, t- I turn your mic off to go to the break, the board has taken no action. The, the, the district has taken no action, no corrective action. There's no new policies or procedures, anything since Kayanne Frazier, correct? Hold on. 100% correct. Say, say it again because your mic was turned down. No, like I stated previously, there has nothing to my knowledge how we have voted on that has changed drastically since the Kyan Frazier matter, which is scary, Harry. Because obviously, you know, we can let's be proactive instead of reactive, and we haven't done it. How can this be? And how can you not call every board member? You 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 don't wait. You don't wait till Monday. You call every board member on Friday, and you say, "Look, we've got to get together. We need a special meeting." If Shea Steele was the board president, and it should be John Devlin, uh, I guarantee you there would have been a special meeting already scheduled. There's got to be a special meeting scheduled. They have to change the whole darn thing, the whole policies and procedures relative to this. I think I've taken I think I spent more time on it this weekend than they did. With the amount of phone calls that I took from staff members, both certified and supportive staff and others, parents and and more, on this topic because they want to know that it's safe to send their kids to the Atlantic City Public Schools. And, John, we're going to talk about that when we come back. What's the answer to that question? It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We have Mayor Charlie Kane in the next hour. Bob Proger is going to join us for the first segment with John Devlin. This is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM at 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 27 minutes past the hour. This will be a mini segment, but then we have the rest of the hour with John. Let me share something that I think is very important. At the time of my earlier reporting about Kyan Frazier, who is the ne- the uh, cousin to the Smalls, Marty and Laquetta Small, um, by blood Laquetta Small cousin, and then, of course, uh, Marty being Laquetta's husband. I remember vividly freeholders, I'm sorry, commissioners, Atlanta County commissioners, Frank Ballas and Jim Bertino – Introducing a resolution which called for a formal investigation into how Kyan Frazier could have been hired by the state of New Jersey. He, you know, they, they, they went into how children's lives were forever negatively affected. How did the state of New Jersey, you know, make this decision to hire Kyan Frazier? What didn't, didn't they know or even worse, could they possibly have known and allow this hire to go through anyhow. I don't even want to believe that. Uh, we never heard how that investigation turned out. But, John, uh, one of the things I love about what I do, we're one of the few in the media that actually reports the truth and will go after this kind of thing, where a lot of people know that it's going on, but for whatever reason, either 
the, the, a, a local media that wants uh, classified ads so they can't tell the truth or whatever the reason. Uh, we're one of the only ones that will tell the truth about this stuff. Others are in the tank for the for this gang. Uh, we hear, we receive, I received information on Friday about someone who's being retaliated against. This is somebody uh, in addition to others that we're investigating right now. And John, you just got word that will put some, I think, clarity on the topic about whether Kyan Frazier was fired or was he just not ever called back to come back? What can you tell us, John? Well, I can tell you, uh, you know, he had worked for a private employment company, which is uh, which we use and we've used for a number of years. He was just never called back. He uh, he wasn't fired on the spot. And I'll tell you why. She didn't have the authority. Our superintendent didn't have the authority um, to fire anybody. He did not at that time. And he did previously. He did not at that time uh, work directly for the ACBOE. He was a vendor. Um, so at that point, they were just just told him he can't, he wasn't welcome back. There wasn't anything further than that that I understood it. Was it a two step actually that she worked it out that he wouldn't be at her school anymore, but he was still eligible to be at other schools in Atlantic City? That's a good question, Harry, and I don't want to uh, give give a, a, a wrong answer. So uh, again, if we would have let our investigators, our, our independent uh, investigation, to continue, I would have answers for you right now, and the public would have answers. Unfortunately, they were stiffed. They were boycotted. The people didn't want to uh, to be involved, and uh, they, it came to a quick halt. So, answer questions like that, which need to be answered, Harry. It can't be answered because we don't know. That investigation was not finished, but I want to think that that's how that went. Wow, that's what I was told. Um, very interesting. Much more straight ahead. Stay with us. We ran long in the first half, uh, first segment. We'll, we'll catch up right now at halftime with John Devlin. This is early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's. Number one news talk radio station, all because of you. We thank you for it, and we know it. It is only possible because of you. With John, I am Harry. We will be right back. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic City children in danger. What will Laquetta and Marty Small do about it? We know what they did and didn't do last time. What will they do this time? We have the story. Atlantic County Prosecutor's Office does much more than just arrest people. Check out that story on the app and on the website. And the Gateway Playhouse in Summers Point, what a jewel in the crown. Peter and the Star Catcher, this incredible prequel. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Two days of miserable, disgusting, wet, windy weather, and we're barely halfway through Ian's Wrath. Coastal flooding becomes a huge concern today. High tide coming up this afternoon. It'll still be wet, windy, and miserably cool. Not as gusty as yesterday. High temperature only 53. Rain continues tonight, low of 50. Pockets of heavy rain tomorrow. High temperature around 53 degrees. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. At Easy Cater, food for work. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's flying by 38 minutes past the hour. Mayor Kane joining us right after the top of the hour break. Two important announcements, and then right back to John Devlin from the Atlantic City Board of Education. Very, very serious times right now uh, in Atlantic City. The town is filthy. Although I will tell you that somebody that I trust implicitly told me the other day, I don't have the text in front of me, how clean this one area was for the first time in forever. So we want to be an honest broker on that. That was uh, that was very positive. You want to encourage, you know, the, the positive news. But let me share these two announcements with you so we can get back to John. The Ocean City Public School System, they are, and I think it's a good decision because the flooding is very, very bad at high tide. Due to projected tidal flooding, all Ocean City public schools will be uh, having early dismissal today. So there's a little out of chronological order, but I'll start with the high school. 12.40 p.m. That's 12.40, 12.40 p.m. early dismissal. The intermediate school earliest dismissal at 12.10 p.m. And the primary school, the, la- the last, but still an early dismissal, 1.30 p.m. Let me also share with you that the South Jersey golf card is now on sale. I've not, you know, I pay attention to the game of golf. We have a charity golf tournament every year for the past 15 years. I've not seen the ability to play seven fabulous courses for a total of $149. Get your South Jersey golf card now at SeizeTheDeal.com. John, is there any doubt in your mind that when you went public and you weren't doing it to be political, in my estimation, you were doing your job, you you were fulfilling your oath of office. But when you raised your concerns about certain decisions that were being made by Marty Small, by at the city level, by Laquetta Small, uh, at the Atlantic City Board of Education level, is there any doubt in your mind that your public comments were the reason why? Marty Small did what he did to you when he arranged for your removal from the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority. Is there any doubt in your mind that there's a connection between all of this? Oh, my God, no. Uh, 100% knew it was coming. He said it. He was very public about it. Um, You know, he he ran his mouth to numerous people that we know and we, we were personal with. And Look, at the end of the day, he's very proud. Vengeance is mine. He put it on the city to city address. I mean, he's very proud of uh, of being revengeful, and it's trickled down to the school board level. Listen, Harry, I had nothing to, but questions when this all went down. Maybe if they would have been leaders, maybe if they would have been um, superintendents that were transparent and proactive, we didn't have to have a special meeting. We, we wouldn't have to have a, a special hearing and special investigation. Maybe we'd be proactive, work together. Unfortunately, things like this do happen. It's the, it's not the crime. It's the cover-up. And, and that's very good point because it's been unbelievable what they do after the fact, after they're caught. It's it's amazing. It's supernatural almost what they the lengths they go to. This much I do know in my extensive long-form interview with Council President George Tibbet last week, which wound up going because of a client who couldn't make it due to a conflict. We did a whole nother hour with George Tibbet that we did not even expect. We knew we were going to do the one hour, 
But during that second hour, this wouldn't have happened if, you know, I always say there's no coincidences. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. George Tibbetts said out loud on this program last week that regarding John Devlin, we, this is a quote, we were lied to, end quote. Here's another quote that he said last week live on the air. We owe John Devlin an apology. You heard about that, all right? I sure did. Absolutely. So that's a pretty dramatic because he I was heard. he was the deciding vote and he knows he knows what a mistake it all was. I, I said, obviously, both in writing and on this program many, many times, what a big mistake this was, how much liability it was going to create for the city. But see, Marty Small doesn't care. He doesn't care at all. And th- th- we know there are text messages. We know there are all kinds of of proof out there uh, that he arranged this whole thing to get you off the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority. There's also no disputing that, is there, John? There's no disputing that, Harry. Everybody knew it was a revenge tactic. Everybody, it was no surprise. A blind man could see it. It was a setup. They had a kangaroo court. I mean, I think what also the council president said, too, was he wasn't, he was told by his solicitor, he couldn't ask me questions or ask my 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 attorney questions what kind of what kind of courtroom because by the way that was a legal courtroom there was depositions taken there was uh, certifications taken so that was overseen by a judge at some point um you know they weren't out what, what court have you ever heard in this land that was a fair court that they weren't allowed to ask questions of me you know the accused it's never been heard of and, and you know that story's still open. You know, I now hear, you were you were the victim of a one-sided what I wrote and I've said on this program that I call a star chamber. Star chambers used to be in effect uh, eons ago, and they were exactly what you're talking about. The result is already fixed. They have the fake proceeding, and then they have their vote, and then they act like it was some kind of legitimate proceeding. That was a one-sided show the whole way. It was a, a one-sided show. Uh, the It was a waste of everybody's time because everybody knew how that was going to end, you know, including me. So, uh, you know, unfortunately and fortunately... Um, well, I will say your case just got a big bump last week because when the, the highest-ranking elected official, because it's a weak mayor, strong council form of government, as you know... Uh, George Tibbet is the most powerful elected official in Atlantic City, not not Marty Small at all. Marty Small is in charge of potted plants, making sure they get watered. And uh, he's not very good at that, I understand. So that's that on that. Uh, and the council president saying that we were, quote, lied to and John Devlin is owed an apology. You talk about bolstering your case against the city. I mean, it's, it's unprecedented. Uh they're going to be paying a lot, unfortunately. But then again, elections have consequences. John, when we come back from our final break, what I would like to do in our final segment, you as a member of the Board of Education, we've learned this half hour, almost 45 minutes now, that nothing has been done to change the policies and procedures, to put something in place to make sure that children feel protected and safe and that this is happening all over again. And I understand that it's not over uh, with just this one situation. So that remains to be seen. But I I believe what I just said 
uh, is going to pan out in the not too distant future. It's not over, which is makes me very sad to say that. But that nothing has changed, that no action has been taken. And I believe it's because it's the superintendent's cousin and and that just can't exist. They got to vaporize that. They got to make it look like n- nothing happened. Make please make it go away. Close your eyes. You can't see me if I close my eyes and put my hands over my eyes. I'm not here. You can't see me anymore. So there, it's suspension of disbelief is what's happening. I want to ask you what should be done. What should have already been done, and what should be done starting today, relative to changing the culture, changing the policy, putting a policy in effect, doing something, because doing nothing is not, that's not a strategy. What are your thoughts about that when we come back? It's 47 minutes past the hour. With John Devlin, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Thank you. Welcome back. It's 53 minutes past the hour We're with John Devlin, the I was going to say the president. He should be the, the Board of Education member from the city of Atlantic City. So we've stipulated we know that nothing was changed after Cayenne Frazier was sentenced to 20 years in prison plus one month in federal prison for uh, child exploitation involving sexual abuse and child pornography. Nothing has changed. And now we know uh, allegedly what has happened on Friday and the charges that have been uh, filed regarding uh, another student. What should the Board of Education be doing right now, John? Well, I mean, first and foremost, you have to be transparent with your board. There has to be a good relationship. And I go back to Fred Nichols when he was superintendent. um, You you know, if this would happen, I'd get the first phone call as a board member and he would do it with everybody. First and foremost, instead of playing damage control, because that's what the small administration is good at. I don't think they're very good at it at all. It's what they play. But I think they stink at it. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I agree. But. You know, instead of playing damage control, be in forefront. Um, you know, being proactive, not reactive. That's the big thing. And changing policies and procedures on how we handle certain situations when it comes to uh, child abuse and beyond. I think they're the key uh, elements that need to happen that need to be implemented. Unfortunately, you know, the small administrations, plural, are more focused on retaliatory um, uh, behavior and retaliation against uh, friends and family of anybody that speaks out questions or holds them accountable for actions that were held under their under their watch. It's really hard to believe, but their relative pled guilty February of 2021 to child exploitation involving sexual abuse and child pornography. And it is now October of 2022 and nothing, nothing has been done relative to this. And I, I stipulate it's because it's their direct relative and they don't want any attention put on it. They wanted it to just go away. So this, I think this neglect is on purpose, John. I I couldn't argue with you. I agree with you. I think they want this as far as away as they can. And, you know, unfortunately, Harry, 
you know, we have victims out there. And as a human being, as an elected official and beyond, I want to make sure that they are covered. I want to make sure that there's no more victims out there. I want a thorough investigation of what happened, which we tried to do as a board. And you know this, as board president, I called for a special meeting. I called for an independent investigation from an outside source. Uh, you know, this was all combated, and unfortunately, nothing was finished. And at, on this point, they're still, uh, you know, we're still in the position we were back in 2015, 2016, when this horrible incident happened and you see it you report on it we're it's still continu continuing now um how we handle this one moving forward i don't know um i hope do you think they're gonna like uh, like starting today they're gonna i'm gonna talk to to everybody i'm gonna talk to the police i'm gonna talk to the prosecutor i'm gonna talk to everybody i want to talk to everybody you know like i'm doing something uh is this going to be totally different because it's not a relay a, a relative this time uh i mean i wonder what they intend to do. They better do something. Well, I, I challenge you, Harry. I think, oh, if me and you speak today, I challenge you. I bet you there's going to be a conference call on Zooms and they're going to bring the chief of police and they're going to meet with the prosecutor and they want everything to be on Facebook and social media, you know, how they handle But it's too late. It's too late. Okay. <laughs> By the way, even if they do that and it is the right thing to do, what I would encourage them to do the right thing, even though it's going to be terrible for them, because it will show how left wanting they were during the Cayenne Frazier thing, because they didn't do anything then. So then why why all hands on deck now? They did nothing then, and it proves because it was their direct relative. Yeah, it's uh, it's disturbing at the very least, Harry, and it's unfortunate. And you know, we can keep going on, but I shouldn't have to learn. I shouldn't have to learn about this situation by tuning in to Harry Hurley in the morning, or or seeing your your report and your uh, uh, um, the whole thing on Facebook. It shouldn't have been that way. I should have been told, as well as all the board members, as well as the board president. Hey, this is a situation. This is how we're combating it. This is how we're handling it. This is the information we're putting out. And, and you know, we got a lot of concerned parents. We have a lot of concerned taxpayers. We have a lot of concerned board members right now that just, you know, they're tuning in to you, Harry, because we have nothing else to go for from. It's very, very sad. Uh, something has to be done. Uh, we have to also pray that our good candidates going to be running, John, in uh, November. I mean, th there needs. I, I know that. That's another thing that Marty Small tried to do. He tried to take you out from the school board first. Uh, he ran three candidates trying to take you out and anybody that you were supporting or running with. Uh, he got two of them. He didn't get you. You won. But uh, are, are good candidates running that can change the composition of this board? Because that's necessary. This this Laquetta Small and Marty Small, they need checks and balances here. Anybody running? Yeah, we, there's a great team running, and I'll say this, Harry, um, which is, I think, unethical and I should be hatched, is you have a, a, a city mayor endorsing a slate of school board members, which, by the way, and you've been around longer than me, has never happened outside of the small administration. You've never had a sitting mayor involving themselves with the school board. There's a reason. You know, he has vested interest in the school board, very big vested interest in the school board. So, of course, you know, his administration and, he, you know, he personally will be um, participating financially and physically in the school board election. He's already put it out. It's out there. It's no secret. He's supporting them. And he spent tens of thousands, if not a 100,000 
And, and John, with that, we are at the finish line. Very important discussion. And we'll stay in touch, my friend. Thank you, Harry. You're welcome. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Mayor Charles. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. Fourth quarter, hard to believe. It's really flown by. I hope you're being safe out there. And remember, Ocean City parents, um, your children are getting out early today because of this insanity, this um, tidal flooding and all this that's going on. We just heard it's not going to be as windy today, but obviously the rain is going to be on. And we did tell you last week that the rain was forecasted until Wednesday of this week. It's crazy. Now, there will be many hours, though, over the next couple of days where it won't be raining, but it's going to rain every single day until Wednesday. The early dismissals for the Ocean City Public Schools District are as follows. And I'll go out of order, but I'll go highest grade first. The high school, 1240, that's 1240, 1240 p.m. early dismissal. The intermediate school has the earliest dismissal at 1210 p.m. this afternoon. And the primary school at 130 p.m. early dismissal. Please be guided accordingly. And also, what a great deal. I've not seen a deal like this ever. And you know I'm familiar with the game of golf, with doing a golf tournament for the past 15 years with the Hurley Charity. And in my casino career, having the first uh, golf tournament ever for the Atlantic City Hotel Casino industry at the Golden Nugget at the um, the wonderful Mays Landing Golf and Country Club when the Fraser family owned it. Uh, the South Jersey Golf Card is now on sale. I've never seen a deal like this. You know how much a round of golf costs. I mean, golf courses have been doing incredibly well. Prices have gone up. Uh, People just through the pandemic, through the present time, uh, just absolutely flocking to golf courses where golf courses aren't even really doing golf outings much anymore because they don't need them. Uh, It's a boom time. I've not seen a deal like this ever during my career. You can play seven fabulous golf courses for just $149. Do the math. It's like $21 and some odd cents per round, seven rounds. It's incredible. Get your South Jersey golf card right now at SeizeTheDeal.com. That's SeizeTheDeal.com. Mr. Mayor, I'll I'll put you on the spot. I know you play golf, and you've been in our tournament every year for 15 years. $149 $149 to play seven different courses uh, is unheard of. Uh, that's insane, Mayor. I, I know. Mean, that, that really sounds I know. a great deal. Yeah, I hope our listeners are taking full advantage of it. It's a wonder- I think it's a great gift, and it's certainly something you can take advantage for yourself. All right, Mayor, I want to give you the opening comment, and then we're going to bring the third man into the broadcast booth for the first segment, Bob Progner. The Philadelphia Eagles, I repeat, the Philadelphia Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. How did that sound, Mayor? Did that sound good? I'll tell you, you know, when you and I were doing the picks, um, you know, it, it 
you, you sat there and you looked at your picks and you said, wow, we can't give them all these wins in a row because it's just that is not um, something that normally happens. Um, and you were looking for the trap games and the loss games. And sure enough, here they are sitting uh, you know, on top of the NFL right now at uh, the only team without a loss in the NFL, which is just fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Now, let's talk a little bit about, give you an opening comment, and then we'll get Bob right in. He'll get the second comment. I said a little bit in the opening hour of the program. Not a whole lot. I saved it for you, Mayor. Uh, this Jacksonville game we always knew was going to be a test, uh, and there was no reason to believe as the first three games of the season went on that that, that statement that we made in the beginning uh, was anything but true because Jacksonville is a good football program. They're well coached and they have talent. Uh, they had the number one run uh, defense in the NFL and the Eagles ran for over 200 yards. Well, you know, that that's something that uh, concerned me going into the game yesterday. I think that we still, um, you know, we, we still need some more proof on our run defense. We've seen some flaws with it. We've seen, seen some holes. And with the weather that uh, was projected for yesterday uh, and and them coming into Philadelphia, I had some real concerns about it. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we all know what happened when, you know, they got stunned with that pick, uh, you know, that tip ball, that they got stunned with that. And then next thing, thing you know, we're looking at, you know, uh, uh, seven points on a turnover and then, and then seven more points. And you said, my goodness, tell me this is not that <laughs> Philadelphia team. Yeah. Um, I mean, the know. first one was just a just a bad break. The ball's tipped up in the air, and, you know, the the Jacksonville defender is right there to take it. But on the running side of the um, the equation here, Mayor, Sanders came to play yesterday. He was a gamer. Absolutely. Well, and you're seeing that week after week with Philadelphia. You're seeing, um, you know, key players, and that's one of the things, too, to be able to spread the ball around and have the diversity that Philadelphia has right now uh, is, is, is great. And, you know, if you look at it from an injury standpoint, well, there's some questions about what's what may come out today or anything with players, but Philadelphia has been staying healthy also. So you're 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 week four, you're four and zero. You're the only undefeated team in the NFL. You're still a healthy team, uh, and uh, you have all the momentum going on, uh, you know, to to next week. So I'm really really excited about uh, the product that Philadelphia's putting on the field. I agree, and the timing couldn't be more perfect because this Friday night at, I know, Mayor, you have season tickets, but this Friday night at our 14th annual Hurley Charity Dinner with Congressman Van Drew and about 230 of our closest friends, we will have a pair of coveted Eagles tickets. They're really good seats. Uh, This has been donated by the president of Town Square Media, Michael Rubel, and we've had them in our silent auction for many, many years now. And if uh, my good friend Joe Duncan is listening from Integrity Transportation, he usually makes the first $1,000 bid. Uh, these Eagles tickets, I believe, will be extremely coveted. Not that I'm saying they're fair-weather fans, Mayor, but you know how it is. When when the home team is winning like this, people really want to be in the stands. Well, I have to tell you, uh, it's a little different um uh, trying to get people when you offer tickets to people this year, um, those tickets are grabbed up as quick as possible. Not so much when uh, you know uh, the, the Eagles had a four uh, four game win season. So uh, you know it's uh, it's 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 a little different. And look, they're they're a hot team right now in Philadelphia. 
Um, and I know their Super Bowl odds. I didn't check them this morning. But their Super Bowl odds had to go up substantial yesterday. I mean, I'm thinking about the parity in the league, looking at the way teams are playing. I mean, Green Bay is winning ugly every week. Even Aaron Rodgers said, we can't keep winning like this. I mean, Dallas looks pretty good, I have to admit. Incidentally, you know, I don't like to, to do this just to, to stir controversy, but is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? And I don't think Jerry Jones helped the matter by saying it. Forgive me, I don't even know the backup's name, but he's done nothing but win for Dallas. In fact, the only loss they have is with Dak Prescott as the quarterback. Well, you know, first of all, I love, love a good controversy with any <laughs> rival. In, in, yeah, so, so, yes, I think there should be an, absolutely be a quarterback controversy in, in Dallas. I think it's uh, – but uh, look, that this, this rush is doing um, – a, a heck of a job, and and that's that's you know that you got to keep your eye on that. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, as you said, the only loss came with Dak at the helm, and, and this guy has come in and managed. Um, they haven't been the prettiest wins, but he's managed this week and he got the and you know that's keeping him in the, in the playoff hunt. And um, you know, they, I think they're they're being a little. Uh, not so truthful when they talk about tax injury and when he's going to come back. But if you notice, I don't think you'll probably hear much about it this week uh, about how. Yeah, they're, they're saying as soon as week five, which would be next week. Do you think Dak Prescott will be there for the Eagles game, which is the following week on October 16th? Well, if there's any possible way he could play, there's no doubt that he will be in that game. Uh, but um, how do you do that, you though, know, when uh, you don't? I mean, I guess you're practicing or doing some some you know drills and things but they would just throw him back in after not playing for like a month maybe even more than a month when we come back uh third man in the booth bob progner is going to join us bob but the floor will be yours when we come back you can share your opening comment about the game but i do know that mayor kane and bob will back me up on this and and i i really don't think it was like like a a tremendous observation but i knew the turnovers were going to be key and if I'm not mistaken, Jacksonville turned the ball over five times. And I have to say, I love Sirianni uh, and, and his it's, – it's almost um, – oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting the name of the, the Eagles quarterback that's – or the Eagles coach that's now the head coach of Jacksonville. It's all, Oh, Doug, Doug Peterson. It's almost like Doug Peterson on steroids. He goes for it, and not just like fourth and one – He'll go for it like fourth and three, fourth and four. I like his gutsiness. Now, obviously, it doesn't always go your way. And it was great to get that defensive stop because obviously they could have put three points on the board. And I do, after Bob gets his opening comment, I do want to ask you, because that's one of those things you just forget about it when the Eagles win and they win 39-31 and the game's over and it's no big deal. But when you don't take those potential three points... Now, obviously, the kicker, you know, was hurt. I, I'm I'm concerned that he could be hurt after the fact. Like adrenaline can keep you going. Uh, that was a nasty hit that he took. But I, I want to get your take, each of you, on would you've gone and I, obviously he was kicking uh, into bad weather. So would you have done what Sirianni did because obviously they didn't make it, and that gave the ball back to Jacksonville, eight points down, which is only one score if they make the two-point conversion. By the way, would you have gone for the two-point conversion 
when he went for the two-point conversion? Or would you have made it uh, pretty much a guaranteed 16-point lead when by missing that, it kept it at a... I know what he was doing. He was trying to make it a three-score game. But a lot, lot on the table. We'll come back to it with Mayor Kane and with Bob Progner on Hurley in the Morning WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back 22 minutes past the hour. Mayor Charles Kane, Mayor of Hamilton Township. That's Hamilton Township, Atlanta County. And let's give Bob Progner an opportunity. Third man is in the booth. Bob, uh, we did exchange text messages quite a few times during the game, especially in the first half. Your observations of yesterday. Well, you know, the Eagles and the coaches, the players, I mean, they showed an awful lot of heart yesterday. They're, they could have easily folded. I mean, they they were down 14 nothing. They were undermanned, seriously. They were down, actually, to the fourth left tackle, you know, one of the most important positions on the offense, number four on the depth chart, uh, you know, the uh, – uh, you know, and 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 Jack Driscoll, who you know, he stepped in and and you know, he did a, a pretty pretty good job. Uh, they they were down two uh, players in their secondary. Darius Slay played maybe one one series. He's out. Yeah, let's start with him. Big play Slay, which I love to say. Uh, it just sounds so good, at least to me. Uh, big play Slay. How hurt is he? Uh, no, no word yet. Right, he hurt his forearm. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and, and you know they they lost they lost Mayalata on yeah. that pick six. Yep, uh, he looked like he was trying to get back in the game. They were drilling him on the side, but it never happened. He's getting an MRI, so you know you know you don't know with shoulders. You know they they usually f- feel worse the second and third yeah. day when you yeah. hurt your shoulder. Right? By the way, I think Tom Brady had a, a shoulder injury last night. That we might be hearing about. We'll see. All right. So I, I texted Bob. Bob, it's like a body bag game. It, it started to get crazy when they uh, is the kicker. Why am I forgetting Feely? The, when the kicker goes down, you know, I mean, having that reliable kicker like the Eagles have is huge. I give him a lot of credit because when, when I saw him kicking, he didn't seem to lose any um, length on the kickoffs or any accuracy on the field goal that he hit, but you could tell he was limping. So he might be a guy that's hurt starting today. Yeah, you know, Harry, that that was a vicious hit there. I mean, he, yes. he that could have been a career-ending hit. Yeah. That, that was just... Agreed. You know, that, 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 that should have been an, an ejection, and that player should get fined. I mean, that, you, you can't allow stuff like that, you know? That was, that was just vicious. What do you say so, about the yeah. metal of this team? I don't mean a, a steel metal, but the metal of this team to come back like they did from fourteen nothing. Next thing you know, they're up twenty to fourteen. 
Uh, they run off uh, whatever it was. Uh, did they run off all 39 points before uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars even scored again? And then they got that one late touchdown, uh, their only score in the second half. Uh, what do you have to say about the, um, the you know the moxie of this team? I, I think it's a really good team, Bob. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, you know, Hertz Hertz is a real leader. You, you can you can tell that. I mean, you know, we we had a super talented quarterback in Carson Wentz, but Hertz made himself more talented by his hard work and, and his leadership. I mean, give him all the credit. Uh, you know, they could have easily folded Jacksonville. I predict they're going to win the AFC South. They're a good team. Yeah. In fact, they, they could have they could have gone. Think about this. They could have gone up 21 nothing, and, and the game could have changed. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had that kid, Agnew, who's a really good player. He had him almost five yards clear of our secondary, and he missed them when they were up 14 nothing already. I don't know if you remember, remember that play, but he, he, he had... Yeah, I'm pretty sure at that time I was back in the Stone Ages watching it one line at a time on the uh the digital uh screen because i as you know i didn't have the power back until the end of the second uh quarter but yes i i am familiar with that and that was a, that was a um that was a potential turning point in the game that was very big yeah, you, you, you you go up 21 nothing and then you know you know Sirianni may have changed his game plan he may have gotten Nancy and, yep. and instead of being yep. patient and yep. running the ball and yep. Because you, know, you know there's only so many possessions that you get. So if you're down basically three scores, uh, it does it does become like a panic time. Well, yeah, and the other observation I have and, and think that, I look, I know both teams had to deal with the weather. I know Jalen Hurts would have been much better. But Trevor Lawrence, just the weather just, yeah, he, he just fell apart. And, and, you know, with, with our depleted secondary, I mean, it, it took Jacksonville, Jacksonville's passing game just actually went, went away completely with that weather. Let me, let me talk about him for a second and actually ask you to talk, to talk about him for a second. Mayor Kane first, then Bob. I don't base yesterday on what kind of quarterback Trevor Lawrence is. He's been a winner at every level he's played at. I can't stand his hair, uh, but that's just me. Um, but... Obviously, he's better than what we saw yesterday. I mean, that last turnover was just a killer. I mean, he he had a shot. He had already taken their team down on a really good drive and and got back into you know one possession, eight point deficit, and then they've got the ball back. Oh, let's go back in time before we talk about the the guy with the ponytail with the long hair. Uh, let's talk about did Sirianni make the right call when they did not kick a field goal in the fourth quarter? whatever four minutes left or whatever was left was that a mistake you asking me harry uh you go, I, yeah i, I think go I, ahead. okay so I, I i hard to second guess the coach given the kickers hurt the wind but yeah i i would probably gone for the field goal but that's but, what i was thinking at the time mayor kane what are your thoughts about that uh, Mayor, I actually uh, I was I had a wedding yesterday afternoon and I missed the end of the game. I have it taped and I have not had a chance to watch it yet. All right, well, let me get your take on this. They're winning by how many points, Bob? At the time of that it, kick, it was, a, it was an eight point lead. Right. I just want to make sure they had it straight. Thirty nine, thirty one. They can kick that field goal and go up forty two 
to 31 with not a lot of time left. I don't think enough time that they would have gotten a second possession. The game, in other words, I think would have been put away. He went for it. Now, I will give that um, comment that Bob made a lot of weight that the kicker was hurt. But he did kick a field goal after being hurt and kicked it very well. And he did kick off um, after that field goal and kicked it halfway into the end zone in that terrible weather. Now, I guess the wind was with him uh, on the kickoff, I think. But not great, though. It was bad weather. So... Knowing that now, that you have a kicker that got hit on his his um, kicking foot on a um, – was that on an extra point attempt or a field goal attempt? Bob, that was on a field goal attempt, right? It was a field goal. Yeah, which he made. Uh, would you have gone for the three? You don't want to say surefire three for the reasons Bob said and just the weather in general. Or would you have done what Sirianni did? Of course, if they make the first down – then they just do the victory, you know, uh, formation, and they can't lose that way either. But they did do the one thing that could guarantee Jacksonville possession with enough time to tie the game. So what would you have done? Well, I, I think you just summed it up there. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, you, you, you kick a field goal, you make it a two-point uh, possession, but if, if from what what I'm hearing, uh, or or if you you convert, you end up controlling uh, the rest of the game and 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 you win that way too. So, uh, look, I love Sirianni's aggressiveness. Uh, I think he matches uh, the passion of the fans uh, with with his calls and his decision making. So, um, you know, I, we can armchair quarterback every Sunday, or every Monday morning, but at the end of the day. Philadelphia sitting at the top of the NFL at 4-0. Yeah, and I really don't have a problem with the call that much. I would have kicked the field goal just because that's sort of like what you do in that position. But he doesn't. He he is much more aggressive, and he went for it. So I and and he went for it a bunch of times in the game and this season. And he's been really doing well with the the judgment calls that he's been making. So I also don't split hairs with it too much. I would have done the other. But even when it went bad, I thought, oh, all right, now they got a chance. But all right. And then the defense just takes the ball right away and all the drama's over. Was it was that on the first play that the Eagles did that, Bob? Yeah, it's the first play. Yeah, the first play. Uh, Lawrence. Uh, I'm trying to. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the 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 free agent that they Hassan Reddick, he, he had he had two forced uh, quarterback uh fumbles you know he forced two quarterback fumbles and and this one he even recovered so, all right uh, let's uh, let's get our middle break in and then stay for one more segment bob because we'll get everybody's take on arizona uh philadelphia now this is an away game so philadelphia will be traveling uh but of course they they've well they've been on the road half the season so far every other game it was away at the detroit lions Eagles won 38-35. Home win against Minnesota, 24-7. I think that was a statement win after how well Minnesota played against Green Bay. And then they went away to Washington to play those uh, rascally commanders. They should have just kept that Washington football club, by the way. And they win that game 24-8 to in a dominating uh, performance. And then, of course, back at home. Uh, 39-31 over Jacksonville for the 4-0 start. Now back on the road, uh, 
with Arizona. We'll get um, Mayor Kane and Bob's take on that matchup when we come back. Don't go away. With the gang, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back. It's uh, 38 minutes past the hour. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Tell a friend. South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you, which we know and we thank you for it. Only possible because of you. We have Mayor Charles Kane. We have Bob Progner. Uh, we've been doing this for many, many years on the Monday after an Eagles game, whether it's win or loss. Obviously, this year they haven't known what it looks like to lose. It's going to happen. I don't, I'm not predicting uh, that they're going to be 17-0 and 0 at the end of the season, but uh, I do think they're going to beat Arizona. Let me set the table here. We'll get Mayor Kane first, Bob second. And both of your mics are on. So you've got the two and two Arizona Cardinals. They won against, let's see, we'll go in correct order. On September 11th, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat the Oakland Raiders on the 18th of September. They lost to the Los Angeles Chargers. That's hard for me to say, that name, uh, on the 25th of September. And they won yesterday against Carolina, 26 to 16. So they're 2-2 two and two, going up at home against the 4-0 Eagles. Mayor, what is your... Uh, what is your prediction? I know what we I know we both predicted the Eagles will win that game, but what are your thoughts now that um it's game five and we did these picks when it was zero and zero and who knew? Well, I think it's a great time for Philadelphia because Philadelphia will be back in Arizona at the end of the year, so I think it's a great time for them to go in and get comfortable with the stadium uh, and 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 all of that uh, in preparation for for the end of the year. Look, I, look, we we felt that Arizona early on in this. Um, they're, look, they're a good football team. Kyler Murray's a you know a, a great quarterback. But at the end of the day, or a good quarterback, I should say, at the end of the day, this this Air, uh, Philadelphia should go in there and take care of business without much fair and fair. Um, but again, we go back to look, look look at the start of yesterday's game. If there any Eagles fan that doesn't tell you they got nervous in the beginning because they were afraid of the fact that it was that team, any any Philadelphia fan that tells you they weren't nervous for a few moments, um, but maybe had the confidence like I did that Philadelphia would systematically come back and would win that football game. Well, I'm going to tell you who had confidence, Margie Hurley. I I said to Margie, I'm watching it on this tiny little screen of mine, but I don't want to overstate the case. I'm not watching the game. I'm watching this line score. I don't have the NFL package. Um, I do have the baseball package. I could have watched the baseball game from my phone, but not, not the football game. I guess I could have bought ESPN+. Plus. But I, I felt like the power was going to be back by halftime. Anyhow, uh, I said, Margie, it's 14 nothing like this. And she said, no, come back. It wasn't even a hesitation. I was concerned. So I think I live up to what you said should be the reaction of a true Eagles fan. I mean, it's 14 nothing. The field is a mess. The wind, the rain, terrible day to try to go outside with a three-tier layer cake, let me tell you that. And all I I can tell you is, uh, a friend of mine did that um, and and successfully did that. But um, 
I did feel like they were going to come back. I absolutely agree. I, I, I you know, I, I, I was obviously when you see a turnover like that, a pick six, um, and then, then of course them going back down in March. And was there concern? Absolutely. And and you know, I wanted to see exactly what I was capable, what what we saw. I mean, uh, that that you know, this coach is confident enough in his players that Jalen Hurts is a true leader, um, and uh, you know that they could systematically stay, keep their heads in it, not let themselves be stunned, and go ahead and and pull out a convincing win. I mean, uh, you know, they, they dominated after that. I mean, they looked good, uh, and you felt that, you know, from what I saw, the remainder that I saw, that, you know, they had the, the game under control and they would end up winning at the end of the day. And, and um, that's a great product for us to see on the field right now. Bob and I talked about a couple of things yesterday before the game. I brought up the uh, turnovers would be the key, and they were. Bob brought up that the um, Jaguars had the number one running defense in the league that didn't seem to matter yesterday but i do actually believe the runner has the advantage the receiver has the advantage the runner has the advantage on a wet field because you know what juke what cut you're going to make and the defensive player doesn't it's i think it's a big advantage uh for, for the offense let me turn to next week uh kyler murray is no joke yesterday for example he had two touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown. So he's in the mix there for 21 of their 26 points. He's no joke, and the Eagles are going to have to contain him. Yeah, I mean, he's got, got super talent. Uh, wasn't he the number one overall pick a few years ago? Yes. I believe so. Or yes. He was right up there. Yep. I mean, you know, the the offensive line coach for the Eagles, Jeff Stoutman, he's by far the, the best offensive line coach in the league. You know, yesterday they had the number four left tackle on the depth chart. Isaac Sayamala went out also. Okay, they're, they're starting right guard, I believe. Uh, yet they still ran the ball down Jacksonville's throat. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a... He's a Are you holding, Bob, any weight to what I said about the runner knowing what they're doing and the defender can easily lose traction because they're not sure exactly what's happening? I think it was a big advantage. But, of course, Jacksonville then would have had that same advantage on the other side, and they didn't run for 200 and some yards. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the running game, sure, you know, sure saved the Eagles yesterday and look the Eagles have such a multi-dimensional offense I mean pick your poison I mean in, in, in decent weather conditions you have one of the best tight ends in the league one of the the two two you know top 10 wideouts in the league I mean you know pick your poison and and the best Really, last year, the best running game in the league, best offensive line in the league when they're all healthy. I mean, this is a very, very tough team to, to defend. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I so do we agree the Eagles should beat Arizona, correct? Well, you know, Kyler Murray's a real talent. And look, I, I just hope some of these injuries are, you know, that at least in the secondary, they get some of their players back and, and, and you know, Say I, I know about Myalata. I mean, is he going to be able to play? I mean, uh, you know, uh, one good. Uh, Jay, I saw their injury report on Arizona. JJ Watt. I don't think he's ready to play yet. No, no, he, he was actually. I watched a clip um, uh, last night. He um, he's had a heart procedure, 
and he was basically in tears about it. I I can't imagine wow. that he's going to be wow. playing. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people don't wow. know that. And J.J. Watt, as you know, he's a stud. That guy is yeah. a gamer. Yeah. So, yeah, he was um, at a press conference. Okay. It was a very mm. um, emotional mm. uh, moment, and um, he was fighting back tears discussing his heart procedure. So I imagine wow. he's going to be out for a bit. Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard it's career-ending, but I don't see him playing next week. I also don't no. see D- Dak Prescott playing against the Eagles, do you? That's the following week. That's um, not going to happen. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's his, his throwing hand's thumb, right? I mean, he'd be playing yeah. now if, if it were the other hand. Correct, but, but it is. I, I, I don't know. I mean, so guess what, guys? If the Eagles can take care of their business here, they should beat Arizona, but we all know the Eagles are capable of losing a game that they should win. And then they're also capable of winning a game that you think they're going to lose. It's it's an interesting team over the years, but you know I, I don't always subscribe to what prior teams have done. This is this team, and this team has you know better um, secondary, better offensive line, strong run game, better receivers that actually can catch the ball. That used to drive me crazy. People whose job it is to catch the ball can't catch the ball. Uh, Goddard had the one drop, but it was terrible weather, and I, I don't hold that against him. That was big because that would that that he probably would have scored. It was definitely the first down, and that would have been that would have been the game there. But I suspect the Eagles will win. But this Dallas team with the backup might be. As good as with Prescott. What, Mayor, what do you say about – let's go past Arizona for a second because I'm assuming you agree with me. The Eagles are going to beat Arizona, correct? Oh, I, I absolutely think that's hands, especially with J.J. Watt being – and I'm sorry. To, I mean, I did hear a little bit about um, uh, his press conference yesterday. I didn't get a chance to go over it completely. But, uh, listen, we wish all him him all the best because he's he's just an amazing human being off yep, the field. Yep, um, and, uh, you know, I, and listen, am I happy he's not in the lineup for this game? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I think Philadelphia – listen, yesterday was a game that Philadelphia – uh, being stunned early on in the game could have let that game slip out of their hands, and the fans would have gave them them a pass yesterday. Yeah, it was kind of like the Chiefs and the Bucks. I stayed up for too much of that. Uh, I'm sorry to say because I'm on very little sleep right now, but I'm a big Brady fan. But that's what happened to them. They they fell down. They were down fourteen nothing, and really, I guess it was seven three fourteen three. But then it was off to the races, and so they wound up losing like forty one. 31, the Eagles were able to fight their way back and win. Yes, and and, 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 and again, I think that uh, fans would have given them a pass. We'd still be 3-1. and one. Um, Philadelphia did that for themselves yesterday, and they, they proved something. They proved something to themselves as a football team. I think that momentum carries for the next couple of weeks. I mean, I, I think Arizona is going to face a different Philadelphia team. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Arizona is a, uh, a domed stadium if i remember yes uh, i think it's a retractable roof if i'm yes. not mistaken yes and uh, so so weather's not going to be a factor you got a philadelphia team that's going to go in there and i i think it's going to be a, a clinic i I'm, i'll go on record saying that um it won't be a walkthrough but uh it's going to be as close to a walkthrough as you possibly can get philadelphia will come out on top bob before we go because we're going to do one last segment with mayor we got to leave in like a minute real quick i want to go to the dallas game i also believe the eagles will win that game and that positions the Eagles to potentially be 6-0 and 
really in strong shape. And the, in case you guys don't realize this, they go into the bye week at that point. And coming out of the bye week, they play, I think, a very poor, I think they're just not very good without Roethlisberger, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers on October 30th. So if they can pull off these two games, I mean, you got to feel good about this team heading to the bye week and, ha- and then having Pittsburgh out of the bye week. Uh, this is almost looking tailor-made. Again, big if, and Bob, your comment, then we got to run, if they can take care of their business here. Yeah, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Slay and, and Maddox are back for, for the Dallas game, definitely. That that kid, Rush, uh, that's quarterbacking Dallas now, you know, he was an undrafted free agent, and you know, you, you've got to give that, them credit for developing him. Yeah, um, I do. You know, that's, yeah. 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 I do. So, Bob, thank but, you. Yeah, I, we we need to get our players back. I mean, it's games going to be in Dallas. Um, yeah, if we're close to full strength, nobody's at full strength this time of the year. But yeah. if we're close to full strength, yeah, I think we can win the next two games. That's what you know. Good visit, Bob. Down, uh, so. Mayor, you want to say care, something? Guys. Did you want to say something? Well, I just thinking, Bob, to that point. Um, you know, Philadelphia. Uh, it's obvious that they've done something different with their. Um, uh, uh, conditioning staff. It's it's obvious this year that there's something different happening with Philadelphia, and I, I think that we're as healthy as we possibly can be. Obviously, we need we need to make sure Slay's okay, Malata's okay, but we're as healthy as we possibly can be. And I, I think that really goes to show that the the organization made changes in that area, which the fans were screaming for last year and the year before. So uh, I got to tell you, I I have not been this hyped about a Philadelphia team. Prior to, uh, you know, the Super Bowl win, I haven't been this hyped about a Philadelphia team. And uh, uh, it's it's going to be an exciting year for us. See if either of you remember this. For some reason, I want to say 2003, either that's right or close to it. That's the last time the Eagles have been 4-0. It's been a long time, in other words. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a a long time. But, Charles, you're right. They they did make changes to to the training staff and what what the ch- big change was that the the starters especially are not being worked as hard that they didn't beat the hell out of the camp uh some of the vets are 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 their practice times really limited and it tends to 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 help them in terms of their body you know i like that see you want to come into the season ready but you don't want to come into the season having been beaten up and i think the old mentality of just crushing them before the first game is not smart. You wind up having, you know, injured and tired and, you know, beat up players before the season even begins. I think that's a really good observation, Bob. We're going to run. Uh, great visit, Bob. When you, come, you got it, my Take friend. Care. Yep, you know it. And when we come back, Mayor Kane, Dateline, Hamilton Township, when we come back in just a little bit with Mayor Charles Kane of Hamilton Township, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The global economic group headed by China and Russia called BRICS is dedicated to challenging the dollar. This means the dollar will be further damaged and along with it, the purchasing power of Americans. This is Stephen K. Bannon. I want to remind you that you can still protect your hard-earned savings from world events. How? By diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper assets and into physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To claim your free info kit on gold IRAs, simply text the word PROTECT 
to 989898. It's critical you get this information before the dollar is further eroded and you lose even more of your hard-earned money. So text PROTECT to the number 989898. That's PROTECT to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation or purchase required. Take action today. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 58 minutes past the hour. Brian Kilmeade coming up in eight minutes. We're going to go to Dateline Hamilton Township. I just want 30 seconds, Mayor. J.J. Watt, he had uh, some of his personal medical information leaked which is we live in a just a just a terrible time like that. And so he came out proactively and said, I went into AFib on Wednesday, had my heart shocked back into rhythm on Thursday, and I'm playing today. He played. So I want to make that clear. I knew there was something that just wasn't quite right about what I was sharing about that earlier. So we we've cleaned that up. And he was really emotional. I watched the clip during the break because he was talking about watching all of these ultrasounds with his son or his child. I don't know if they know it's a son, uh, but his child. Um, and he said how emotional this was because now here he was getting ultrasounds being done. And he was extremely emotional saying that, you know, I'm going to be having a, a, a child and it, it did say son. I knew that was in my head. The impending birth of his son. And he talked about the dichotomy of looking at ultrasounds for months about his future son. And then all of a sudden himself being in this position. So that's the story there. He'll, I don't know. I don't know if something's up and he's not 100 percent. But, uh, you know, he is he is on the roster and he is playing. And he played yesterday. Well. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because, yeah. uh, again, a uh, great person yep. uh, off the field and an amazing football player. So really good to hear that. But yep. uh, I still I stand by it. I think that Philadelphia will go in and, uh, um, you know, they, they'll, they'll control this game and, and they'll come out with another victory. And, and, and we will be five and oh, that's that's a that's that's a. Uh, it's 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 a exciting thing to say as an Eagles fan that you have the confidence that they can go in and uh, and, and win that game. So. Without a doubt. All right, we're going to shift gears, although I am going to look up and see the last time that the Eagles were 4-0. I think it's 2003, but I'll check it out. We have about five minutes left in the program, Mayor. Let me turn it over to you. Dateline Hamilton Township, give us an update. Well, Mayor, uh, things are obviously, uh, you know, things are going great in Hamilton. Uh, you know, we're dealing, obviously dealing with the same uh, uh, nationwide and uh, worldwide uh, issues that, that everyone's dealing with. But uh, Hamilton is, is on the move. And one of the exciting tonight is a meeting night in Hamilton. And one of the exciting things on the agenda for this evening is um, the purchase of the Wells Fargo Bank, assuming the votes are there today. Uh, if you're familiar with Main Street at all in Mays Landing, uh, the Wells Fargo Bank has, has, uh, has been uh, under many different names, but uh, has anchored uh, one corner on Main Street for uh, probably the better part of a decade. Um, and they, uh, the opportunity came up for that, uh, that bank uh, went on the market. And uh, we looked at it as a township and uh, uh, made an offer. That offer was uh, rejected. Uh, it sat on the market. And then uh, we had the opportunity once again to make another offer, which we did. It was accepted. And uh, if, you know, according, uh, assuming that it's passed tonight, 
the township will be the owners of that property, um, and uh, that bodes well for the for the township. What what we're looking to do there is a a very large parking lot to help support. Uh, the existing Main Street merchants and the new ones that come in, uh, it will have the opportunity. I've talked to several different uh, business uh, is that have interest uh, for that location, and uh, we're looking to uh, go after grant money to build a pier along the back of it that'll allow people that are uh, you know touring downtown Mays Landing uh, and uh, visiting us for the first time to be able to have their coffee and lunch overlooking the beautiful marshes and uh, uh, the uh, uh, part of the Great Egg Harbor River. So it's it's a it's an exciting thing. I think it could be that transformative piece of property that finally. Uh, kickstarts Main Street uh, in the manner in which we've been looking at for well over you know uh, a dozen years. Uh, so we're really excited about it, and uh, I hope that it goes through tonight without any fanfare. Outstanding, Mayor. Uh, I know it hasn't happened yet, so I won't say congratulations, but it looks like it's uh, progressing nicely. So I looked it up. Uh, it was not 2003. I apologize. It was 2004. I should have remembered that. Because that was the year the Eagles opened seven and zero and made it all the way to the Super Bowl. That was the game where Donovan McNabb threw up in his mask uh, at the end of the game when the Eagles had a shot. Uh, I don't know. Again, I, I've never heard what that was all about, but um, that was the year. So this is the first time since a Super Bowl season. Kind of interesting, right? That the Eagles have been four and zero. Now, of course, they went all the way to seven and zero. And if we're right, the Eagles should be there as well because they should beat Arizona. I really believe that, you know, regardless of whether J.J. Watt is in the game or not. I think the Eagles are just a better team. Although although I'm a little worried, though, because Kyler Murray is the kind of almost like a Fran Tarkenton type of scrambling quarterback, a really good runner. uh, And, you know, he can he can get it done. So I'm a little worried about the game, but they should win. And I believe the Eagles will beat Dallas. That's going to be huge. And then I think that after the bye week, they'll beat Pittsburgh. So this team's got a, a you know, they're the only shot in the whole league of being 7-0. and Let's see how it goes. Absolutely. Uh, look, it's, it's an exciting time for Eagles fans. Uh, and uh, I, I think that we're going to have one heck of a season. And I think at the end, I, I, see, I, I see Eagles Buffalo. I really do. I think Buffalo is... Uh, um, a formidable team, uh, well-rounded team, and uh, I, I think they're going to end up in Arizona together. Yeah, I tell you though, they're losing, they're losing, and they're winning ugly. Yesterday was an ugly win, they had an ugly loss. They don't look good right now, in my estimation. But uh, but they're finding a way to win, Mayor. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but like yeah. Aaron Rodgers said, we can't keep winning like this. Let me uh, let me look at the standings real quick here. I'm guessing that somehow Buffalo is probably three and one or something resembling that. Let's see, Buffalo, where are you at? And, you know, you yeah. talked about McNabb earlier. Yes. You know, and if you listen, you know, the rumors that, that, that we were hearing in Jacksonville that, that, that year was the fact that um, he, he spent a little too much in time out enjoying the Jacksonville nightlife, and uh, therefore he was exhausted and fatigued during the game, and that caused him to throw up. That'd be sad, because I'm a huge McNabb fan, because they had a, they had a real shot in that game. And Buffalo is 3-1, and one, along with Miami in the AFC East, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, Arizona 2-2. Two and two. So, yeah, the Eagles are the class of the NFL right now, the only undefeated team. 
Mayor Kane, the music says we must depart, uh, which is not a sweet sorrow, as they say in the in the in the prose and the in the um, in those uh, philosophical words. Uh, but absence will make the heart grow fonder, and I look forward to next week already, my friend. Amen, Mayor. And and you know, listen, to, uh, 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 Miami's a, a uh, banged up team. Miami's in trouble. Yeah. Um, yep. You know. So, uh, but at the end of the day, Mayor, I look forward to seeing you Friday night. Uh, yes. We're excited. Uh, we're listen. We're excited to hear what Congressman Van Drew has, what wisdom he has to, 